Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's out in the night out. You're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Unmuted. Waiting for our Nightmare Joe to cue us in here, and then we'll go ahead and get this. All right, ladies and germs, um, getting back with you guys here. I'm trying to get Joe figured out. Joe, where is your audio? I don't hear Joe, guys. This is kind of a crummy start to the show. But anyway, we got a lot of great stuff to get into today. If you are, again, checking in on the Facebook Live, uh, please go ahead and share. Uh, that's real important for the growth of the show. Uh, gives us an opportunity uh, to gain more exposure. It also gives us an opportunity to talk with you. Um, really, pretty simple deal. All you do is you call in, 657-383-1521. Again, that's 657-383-1521. You call into the show, we have a conversation, and guess what? We talk to you guys about professional wrestling and what could be better than that. I can't think of anything better than that. I know you guys probably can't think of anything better than that. So, again, that number is 657-383-1521. And I'll tell you guys what, man, I am super excited to be here for today's show because we have so many different things to discuss. I mean, obviously, huge news as of late in the world of professional wrestling. Can you hear me now, with... Yes, finally, Nightmare Jones. I told you. I told you that we were going to get it figured out, and here we are, man, live and in full effect, man. I knew we were going to get the uh, technical issues figured out, man. Are you cool, bro? Is everything all right on your end? You can blame Skype for it, so it's all Skype's fault. Everything is Skype's (laughs) fault. Not not Nightmare Jones' fault. It's not the microphone's fault. It's all Skype's fault. But we got it figured out. We're here. It's going to be a great freaking show. I got a... A twelve pack of Bud of Budweiser sitting in front of me. I am ready to go. We're gonna to talk to Titan, Mr. Grimm, who I've seen uh 
special multiple times around my area. Dylan Dunbar, we got the high spot segment, we got the shooting stars segment. Man, I'm ready to get this thing going. Let's go. Well, I am fired up, and I'll tell you what, Josie, uh, today's going to be a very special show for a lot of different reasons, man. First and foremost, dude, we got some really, really huge news that dropped uh, yesterday during Monday Night Raw. We're going to address that during the high spot segment. But really, this show is nothing without you guys, without the listeners and the callers. So for the next, like, 15, 20 minutes, go ahead and dial that number again, guys, at 657-383-1521. Thank you to all the people, once again, checking in on Facebook Live. Jonesy, I know we got to get to Carl Lewis and a bunch of yeah. other uh, priority business, man, but, but i gotta, I got to give some huge shout-out, man. i got to give some huge shout-out. Um, first and foremost, man, the designer of the WrestleTalk Podcast mugs, uh, Rath Bums Engraving out of Osawatomie, Kansas. They make these mugs specifically for us. Nobody else has mugs like this. And you can get them customized with your name on it for $20. That's right. During, during this time, $20. And previously, we were giving half of the, uh, of the earnings away to a local talent. That has since ended. But you can still help support us by picking up a mug over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Uh, eSports Bar, SummerSlam Watch Party. Looking like it's going to happen, Jonesy. I'm pretty excited about it. So shout out to B. Will and the fine folks. Excuse me, the fine cool. folks over at Esports in Shawnee, Kansas. Uh, King Cade going to be opening it back up tomorrow. If everything goes well, guys, yours truly will be at the Oak Park Mall tomorrow with my man DVD, and he's going to be opening up King Cade, also known as Retro Zone, where they have uh, all kinds of memorabilia, action figures, some wrestling stuff video game stuff. Listen, if you're a nerd like Josie and I, you definitely want to make your way over to King Kate at Oak Park Mall. As a matter of fact, go give them guys a like on Facebook and tell them that the WrestleTalk podcast sent you. Also, the Conspiracy Farm uh, uh, with Pat Milicic and with Jeffrey Wilson. It's also a major, major shout-out to Talking Dynasty. Uh, They're basically the football version of the WrestleTalk podcast hosted by the homie, the one and only Adam Frex, man. So I got a couple more shout-outs coming later on, Joe. But, man, I am fired up. I mean, I got my WrestleTalk podcast mug, guaranteed to make your beers taste 17.5% better. And I got a bunch of people on the Facebook Live. I got Kansas in the house with Brandon Buck. I got Missouri slash Illinois in the house with my boy Devin James. We got, uh, who else we got in the house? We got uh, KC, Kansas City's in the house. And I can't really see anybody else that's checking in right now because that kind of disappeared. But we love y'all for checking in. Make sure to share the broadcast. Jonesy, all that said, man, we got to do what we always do about this time. You know what that is, right? Yes. 100%. You know what, guys? We're going to do what we always do. And we're going to ask you to respectfully remove your caps, place your hands over your heart as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. And that's America, damn it. Now. Oh, the land of the free, 
man brings a tear to my eye every single time. But ladies and gentlemen, without any other further ado, into Timmy, hit that music with a high spot segment. <laughs> There was some breaking news that happened on Monday Night Raw, some uh, groundbreaking news, but that wasn't the only special thing that happened last night on Monday Night Raw. See, most of you don't may not realize this, but last night, Oscar became what I would, would call the greatest of all time in WWE Women's Professional Wrestling. And I say this because Oscar has won the NXT Championship. She has won the SmackDown Women's Championship. She has been the Women's Tag Team Championship. She has won, uh, last night she won the Raw Women's Championship. She also has won the Royal Rumble and has won the Money in the Bank not once, but twice. Oscar has literally done, has won every single thing in women's wrestling in the WWE right now, except for the Elimination Chamber. And that is a feat to just, you know, wow. Just, you know, she she's became the second grand champion right behind uh, Bailey because Charlotte is right behind her, but Charlotte hasn't won the women's tag team titles yet, and then Bay, uh, Sasha Banks is right behind her as well. She just hasn't won the SmackDown Women's Championship yet. So, kudos to Oscar last night for becoming the second ever Women's Grand Cha- Grand Slam champion. So, so <laughs> wait a minute, and, and I hate to start off on a sour note, but Josie, yes. are you trying to convince? The loyal members of the WrestleTalk family that Oscar is the greatest woman wrestler of all time. Well, okay. Is, is that okay. what I just heard you okay. say? Okay. That sounds black. So, answer, answer me this 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 question. I want you to name one other wrestler that has won the Royal Rumble, that has won the run the the women's mini in the, the the women's Money in the Bank, has been the women's tag team champion, has been the NXT women's champion. Has been the NX has been the the uh, SmackDown Women's Champion and has been the Raw Women's Champion. Name one other person. Uh, I cannot name one other person. Exactly. Point blank. Period. I rest my case. Okay. Well, yo, shame on you for resting your case so early because you haven't even heard my case. All you did was ask me a close-ended question, Nightmare Jones, and I am not letting you get away with it. Okay? Uh, Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. How many pay-per-view main events has Oscar headlined without the actual greatest female wrestler of all time, Charlotte Flair? Go ahead, Joe. I'll wait for you to answer my close-ended question. Go ahead. I'll wait. Well, I, I obviously, I, I, I can't answer. I can't answer. <laughs> listen, answer we, that, listen, we can debate about I, this. I will, 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 will counsel that. I 
will counter that with, with this. You say Charlotte is the greatest. How many times has Charlotte won the uh, Money in the Bank Women's Championship match? How many times? Zero, Josie. Zero. 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 Okay, so exactly. let me counter that. And by the way, if you guys want to jump in on this, we got a lot of great <laughs> topics tonight. And you guys know Jonesy and I could do this for weeks on end. But really, what we want to do is we want to include the members of the Wrestle Talk family. Again, you guys can do all that by dialing 657-383-1521. Let me answer that. Okay, so Charlotte has never won a Money in the Bank. Guess why, Jonesy? Because she's usually the champion when the money in the bank rolls around. She won. She was so successful on both SmackDown and Raw that they had to remove her to make room for people like Asuka. You understand this concept? She is so good and so incredibly talented that they've now got her raising everybody's level down in NXT because there's nobody that can really compete with her on the main stage. So listen, I love Oscar. I like Oscar more than Charlotte Flair. But the idea mm-hmm. that Oscar has surpassed Charlotte is ridiculous. And let's remember who ended Oscar's undefeated streak. That's true. She did, and win, she, she did end Oscar's uh, winning streak. That is, is definitely true. But like I said, Charlotte Flair has yet to win a Money in the Bank ladder match. Until she wins that Money in the Bank ladder match, Oscar will always, in my opinion, be a little bit better than Charlotte Flair. Oscar has done absolutely everything possible that you can do in the WWE Women's Division. Point blank, period. Well, okay, you know what? But, and those are all great arguments. I think Drew makes a great point. Ric Flair never won a Money in the Bank. Does that discount him for being the greatest wrestler of all time, Jonesy? They didn't have Money in the Bank when he was wrestling exactly. full time. Exactly. You don't need to win Money in the Bank to be the greatest. Well, listen, guys, we are going to go ahead and bring on some callers. Uh, before we get to our first featured guest of the evening, Titan is going to be joining us. He's representing the great state of Georgia. And if we didn't have to worry about copyright infringement, you know what I would be playing? I'd be playing Ludacris and Field Mob that. Uh, on the ground and down in Georgia. That's what we would play as the intro music, but we can't because, you know, music rights and all that nonsense. But he's going to be joining us here in just a matter of moments. I will say this also. Shout out to my Florida fam, 561, what is up? Thank you for being here, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight. It's really an honor to have you guys in the building, okay? The other things that we would like to talk to you guys about, and I'm very, very anxious because we have so many topics, the Becky Lynch news. Nobody could take her off of her three-year reign or two-year reign at the very, very top of the game. It's been about two years now since she got decked in the face and was bleeding all over the mat. You know who did it? Except for Seth Not Rollins. A lady. <laughs> Not a lady. <laughs> Except for Seth Rollins. And I believe we have some breaking news from uh, Fave K News, don't we, Jonesy? Uh, can, can we hit that breaking news joint? Because I believe Josie has some interesting news for us tonight here on uh, episode 297. Intern Timmy, go ahead and hit it. Absolutely, Intern Timmy, go ahead and hit it. Give me one second as Intern Timmy sends me this. uh, Intern Timmy is going to be fired because 
Antoine Timmy did not send me what I'm looking for. So just give me one. No, no, wait. I, I got it. I got it. Don't okay, worry. You got I it. got you, son. So he sent it to you. I and got said, it. Son of a gun. Okay. <laughs> son of a gun. So do you have it or do you want me to do it? Go ahead. So it's all you. All right. So we have actually started our own new site. It's called Fave K News. Not K Fave News. It's called Fave K News. And according to Fave K News, Becky Lynch actually lost the title due to a small package from Seth Rollins. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, wow. I thought, I thought that was uh, hilarious. I, I thought, but you know what? I'll be here all week, folks. Uh, be sure to uh, tip your waitress. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right, you know what else? We want to get your guys' thoughts on Bunny and the Bank. You guys know yes. what to do to get a hold of us. You can talk to us through the live stream. You can dial that number. Also, AEW, are they okay with bad wrestling? Based on some of the stuff I saw earlier this week, or I should say last week, Joey Janela, Cody Rhodes, some of the nonsense that was going on there, we're open to discussing that with you guys. Also, anybody, any thoughts on Alberto Del Rio? Oh, Alberto! Hopefully somebody's yelling that, but maybe not in prison. Because <laughs> it looks like, based on what happened with Alberto, he's going to be spending a lot of time behind bars. Ladies and gentlemen, I know this may be breaking news to some of you, but don't put your hands on women. This is just downright stupid. You can't win that fight, period. And lastly, right? Sting has been confirmed to no longer be under a WWE contract, and he's been tweeting about AEW. Hmm. Hmm? If you don't know about that, if you, don't, if you don't know any details on that story, we're going to get to that here in just a few. So make sure you guys are ready. Make sure you fill those phone lines up because we want to discuss it uh, with you guys here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. But before we can do that, Jonesy, we have a very, very special guest representing the great state of Georgia. And like I said, if it wasn't for copyright and music nonsense on Facebook, we'd probably be playing that Georgia, Jamie Foxx, Ludacris. I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. But no, we got another song we're going to play for you as we welcome into the show for the very first time a man that's so huge, he's got a one-word name, and that name is Titan. Insert Timmy, hit the music. Workout kicking in, stacking on a couple more plates. In the gym, I ain't got no friends. I'm here to win, I'm off your piece weights. Every time you think that I'll be done, I'll be throwing up a couple more reps. They find it crazy because I think that's hey. ah, What up? Big man's in the house. What's going on, sir? What's How you doing? What's good? Right, not much, guys. Not much. Thanks for having me on tonight. Well, thank you for uh, uh, coming on, sir. That that is it. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the uh, uh, podcast tonight, sir. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, I guess the one thing thing that I wanted to to ask is, 
a lot of, of, of wrestling fans that have, have seen you, uh, you are, you have a tag team partner by the name of uh, a Brett Banner. Can you tell us about this tag team that you have? Yeah, so uh, Brent Banner and I, <coughs> we actually started out um, not liking each other. Um, I don't know what all I can get away with on saying on this, but uh, so we started out not liking each other. Um, you know, I, uh, I I beat him. Let's just be frank. I whooped his ass twice in a row, and uh, after right. that, we kind of had a mutual respect for each other, so. Okay, so basically, it it was one of those things where your your enemy becomes your friend. Well, it's one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. And we after the the second match, um, I caught him. It's the second time actually. And Brent's not a small guy. Uh, if anybody wants to check him out, he, you know, you can go to our our Facebook uh, Generation Iron Tag Team. Brent is about 5'10", 5'11", and about 230 pounds of just rock-solid muscle. And nice. um, I caught That's him. Both times I beat him, he was he was jumping off the top rope, and I caught him in midair and walked around with him before I gave him initially the rock bottom for the victory. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, that, that, that second time I caught him, I think that was kind of what got him because after I pinned him, he grabbed me at, right after our match and and hugged me right in the middle of the ring and was just like, I, "I'm done, you know. You, you we got to stop this. You know, I, I guess it's not often that somebody would catch him in midair and walk around with him like he's a baby. So, you know, yeah, I, kind of I, I absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not a uh, he's he's definitely a uh, a, a big boy now. From what, what 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 I've been able to to find out of, of, about Titan is not only are you a wrestler, but you you regularly help out uh, find and produce custom entrance music for professional wrestlers. How did you get into uh, making custom wrestling uh, entrances, theme songs? Well, well, it actually started back when I was sixteen. You guys have been joking around about. Um, you know, using the Jamie Foxx and Luda uh, Georgia uh-huh. song. If you guys wanted to have used that, I could have sent him an email and asked him. <laughs> um, what? Since 16, I've what? been, I've been, yeah, I've been DJing and have toured for, toured for and with uh, multiple, wow. you know, multi-platinum recording artists, D4L, Franchise Boys, Jody Breeze, Young Jeezy, uh, the whole Boys in the Hood group, um, you know, I've partied with Luda and T.I., and they're cool cats, <laughs> man. They're cool cats. Wow. Wow. The well, way to go, Intern Timmy. Intern failing on the research, man. I wish I would have known that, bro. I got a lot wow. of love for George. I'll wait for my turn, but that's that's awesome. Well, I don't tell a lot of people <laughs> that. Um you know, it's one of those things when, when I was under contract, uh, I wasn't really allowed to show my face. Um, so I always had to, like, keep my brim real low or, 
or the lighting had to be just right so nobody could see my face. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't really tell a whole lot of people that. It's not that I'm ashamed of it. It's just, you know, that that's a part of my life that I, I don't do anymore. And if so many people start hounding, man, it's just like walking through that curtain in that arena and the crowd's chanting your name. You know, that's, wow. that's an itch you can't scratch but to walk out from behind that curtain. And I don't want to DJ anymore. I've been retired for uh, 10 years now, and uh, I don't want to go back into that. But I do help with, with um, you know, indie guys. So uh-huh. if, if anybody's looking for a, you know, a certain song that, that they can use anywhere without copyrights, um, you know, they, they, they can feel free to hit me up on uh, – you know, through that Generation Iron Tag Team Facebook page, tell me what your character is. If I can't produce it, if I can't make something that I feel would uh, surface as far as, like, this just ain't good enough for your character, um, I will do my research with other producers and uh, try to try to network and get you something pretty cheap. You know, usually it comes around about the the $100, $150 range, and you can get royalty-free music you can use on any television, uh, YouTube, whatever you want, you can use it. Wow. That is freaking exactly. awesome. Wow, yes. Absolutely. I don't want to take up all uh, of the uh, time because I know that we're on a, a tight schedule. So, Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever questions that you have? No question, no question. Titan, man, once again, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for making yourself available, man. It's really an honor. No, thank you, sir. Thank you. Hey, no problem. So here's my first question for you. So what we've been trying to do here on the WTP is um, during the quarantine, man, there hasn't been as much to talk about pertaining to wrestling because, I mean, we talk about WWE like everybody else, but the meat and potatoes of this show is independent wrestling. And as you know, Titan, there's not been much of that to be had over the last eight to ten weeks. So what we've decided to do was to take a tour around the United States and hit each of the 50 states. Thus far, man, we've talked to people from New York, Massachusetts. We've talked to people from Illinois. We've talked to people from Oklahoma. I mean, we really have been all over the place, even North Dakota, of all places. Now, we get an opportunity to talk to somebody from Georgia. And here's the first question that I want to ask you. Is there a way to define either the fans or the wrestling in Georgia that would help people understand what it's like if they've never been to a show in the great state of Georgia? How would you describe it? Oh, man. Um, Well, down here, you know, this is the dirty south, so you definitely got a lot of brawlers down here. Um, You you still got your high flyers, but for the most part, you got your brawlers. If you want to see just a good – down and dirty bar fight with technical wrestling, hard hitting action. Georgia's where you want to go. No, no doubt. And you know what? I heard Titan. Some guys that have made their names in the music business have also tried their luck in the professional wrestling world, specifically Southern guys. We heard just a couple of months ago Master P trying his luck in wrestling with House of Hardcore, but specifically from the state of Georgia last year, Little Scrappy made an appearance in the world of professional wrestling. I got to ask you, man, how did you feel about that, and how do you feel about uh, musicians such as yourself making the transition into professional wrestling, 
you believe it's a natural transition? I'm going to go ahead and tell you that the only natural thing that comes with making that transition is you know how to work the crowd. You know, you, you can read and feel the crowd. Um, you know, the mic skills are already there. So you know what to say, when to say it, and how to say it to get a reaction. But, um, you know, other, other than that, the physicalities that go along with wrestling, you know, as a sport, um, you can't prepare for that. Well, no question. I know a lot of people have tried it, and only a few have been successful. You are definitely one of those guys. So let, let's talk about you a little bit, Titan. Uh, you obviously uh, continue uh, to wreak havoc in your region, uh, being a, a big, powerful guy. Um, tell us a little bit about your in-ring career. What are some of your highlights and maybe some of your lowlights up to this point as an in-ring competitor? Uh, well, to um, to start it off, the, the match that actually got me hooked um, – was uh, I, I was doing a benefit for the Wounded Warrior Project. I'm real big into charities. Um, and so I was helping out the Wounded Warrior Project about six years ago, and I had a, a big, giant SOB by the name of uh, Luke Gallows who decided that he was going to bust my cherry, so to speak, in the ring. Um, and so he, he, you know, he, he gave me my first match. And, um, you know, I, I pinned him. It was kind of a um, surprise roll-up finish, uh, but I got the win. The reaction of the crowd, I was like, man, this is like DJing, but, you know, I'm not I'm not DJing for five hours. You know, this is great. Um, and that, that, that hooked me right there. And then the next big thing is, you know, man, Ray, Ray Lloyd Glacier, like tagging with, with – Ray on multiple occasions with Generation Iron, you know, that's just been an absolute blessing. Um, I think Ray is an amazing human being. I'm glad to call him my friend. Uh, same with Gallows. I'm, I'm proud to call him a friend. Um, and, and just being able to work with those types of guys and, and some of the trainers I've, I've had come through, like uh, Gunner, um, the guy who was formerly known as Dash Wilder, um, you know, those guys have really helped me and, and sort of coached me and guided me. Man, that, that's so cool, man. Low-key name-dropping there. And, and you know what? You've earned it. You absolutely have earned it, dude. That That is um, – I think so many people go throughout their career hoping to have those sorts of experiences, and, man, you absolutely have. So thank you for, for sharing those uh, with us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Man, let me uh, – Transition into another question before I throw it back to Joe. You said that you um, uh, that you, you're big into charities. You mentioned uh, the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, shout out uh, to all of our service members and frontliners here in the the, uh, the the greatest country in the whole wide world, the, the good old U.S. of A. But there's also another charity that you're heavily involved with, and I think here on the Wrestle Talk podcast we have a a very special place in our hearts for this particular charity, and it's called Fighting for Autism. Uh, I know you've been involved, and uh, we've been very, very fortunate to, to play a, a very small part in supporting uh, fighting for autism. So I guess let me ask you that question. What is your connection to autism? Is it you? Is it somebody in your family? 
And what made you go from having that experience to wanting to, to do something about it? Because it's, it's, a real, it's real nice to hear people say, hey, man, that sucks, that's terrible, hate to see people suffer, to actually get out there and do something to try to help. And you have absolutely done that. So talk to us about why autism and the cause is near and dear to your heart and when you decided to take that next step and actually do something about it. Well, um, it, it actually happened about and roughly, roughly when I retired from music. Um, a few years later, my, my middle son was born. Um, and so we started noticing little signs and, we got him, you know, tested, and he he was diagnosed nonverbal uh, autism spectrum disorder. And I didn't know what it was, so I started doing more and more research. And you know, it, it broke my heart at first. I, you know, I was mad at the world, mad at God. I mean, I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you. Um, I was mad at everything, and so I started looking at support groups. Uh, got with Brian Higginbotham and. Uh, uh, Paul and Christian over in London and Australia uh, through Fighting for Autism, uh, just stumbling through Facebook trying to research. And uh, I was the very first professional wrestling ambassador that they ever accepted into the organization. Everybody else was professional MMA fighters. Um, as I, I started working with the charity, I got promoted to a regional director, and now I'm the vice president of U- U.S. operations. Um but this this thing is not a it's not something that that we take lightly. We you know we bust our rear ends day in and day out for awareness and and um, you know we really put it out there and try to do stuff for the community. Unlike another charity that I will not name, I will name some other people though. You know you've got like I mentioned Brian Higginbotham. I wouldn't be doing this without him. Um, you know the the Spectrum Slam that went on last year. That wouldn't have been possible without Devin James, um, you know, and just the the amount of celebrities that have been involved in helping and even raising awareness, even going as far as just doing a simple shout-out like Diamond Dallas Page did a few years ago. You know, those little things go a long way with raising that awareness. Well, that, that I think is something that a lot of people can relate to. I know one of my nearest and dearest friends, DeJuan Mills, one of his children um, has, has, you know, been fighting the good fight. And, and before we jump off that topic, I think that there's, there's still a lot of misinformation out there pertaining to autism. I'm going to go ahead and ask you this, and then we'll move on. What does that look like? What does autism look like, Titan, for people who are just not aware yet? And if you're not aware yet, you must be sleeping under a rock because it's it's all over the place. But what does it look like to have or to be around somebody with autism? Uh, well, I mean, it's, you know, it, unlike, you know, I hate bringing this out, but unlike, you know, like Down syndrome or something, there's, there's not a look. So, you know, you can't look at a person and tell that they have autism. Um, it's in their personalities. It's in their their speech, the way they walk, the way they talk, um, you know, it just it's totally different on every individual. You know, we say when you met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. Uh, for myself, with my two youngest sons, both being on the spectrum, it's like night and day with their personalities. 
Um, and so, you know, my, I've got three boys. My two youngest ones are on the spectrum. Uh, both are considered nonverbal. And, you know, my sons are different than Christian's or Paul's or Brian's. Um, but it's uh, it, it's rough. I mean, but every day is a blessing. Every day is something new. You know, the smallest achievements that some parents take for granted, um, you know, like they you know, they complain because their child talks too much. You know, um, man, I'd give anything to, to sit down and have a conversation with my kids. You know, and there, there's a lot of parents out there like that. Um, you know, so it's different, and, and every day is a, <clears throat> excuse me, every day is a battle, every day is a blessing. Man, th- thank you so, thank you so much for uh, shedding some light on such a, a personal and sensitive subject. On that note, let's go ahead and get back, to, back to wrestling. Uh, Josie, why don't you jump back in here? I know you got some more questions and some more thoughts for for mm-hmm. Titan repping the great state of Georgia, baby. Uh, what do you got for us, Jonesy? Yeah, um, you know, just the, the whole autism uh, thing is 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 absolutely amazing. Uh, in in my area, we we have instead of fighting for autism, we 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 have a uh, charity called uh, Body Slamming Autism. So it's it's you know it's basically it's the same thing. All the proceeds go towards uh, the autism uh, charity. Um, so that that is an a absolutely awesome thing that uh you are are doing. Um so I guess that my next question is for those that don't know who who Titan is, can you tell us a little bit about who who you are? Uh well I I've sort of uh Explain a little bit. Do you want to be a little bit more specific on that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, uh, compared to uh, to other professional wrestlers that we may have seen in the in you know in say the WWE, you know, who would you compare yourself to in the WWE? I guess is a, a different question. Um, you know, I. I I catch a lot of flack for it, but I'd probably say uh, John Cena. Um, and I'm not saying okay. that by saying that I'm the most over individual. Uh, I'm saying that because I will go out of my way to, um, you know, to help and do charitable work. But, you know, I keep everything simple in the ring. I still, I still tell my stories that, that need to be told. But I don't, I don't do a lot of high-flying. Uh, matter of fact, I don't think I've ever – Never jumped off the top rope in my life, um, but uh, you know I'm 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 a brawler. Um, I'm 290 pounds and six foot two. Um, you know I'm I'm the the guy in the bar that you just kind of stay away from. Um, and uh, and I mean that's that's pretty much it. Like I said, Johnson would be the one that I would say only because of the charity work and the willingness to go above and beyond. Okay, uh, you know that that that's an absolute uh, awesome answer. You know, a lot of people like uh, a John John Cena. Um, I guess that that my next question before I throw it back to uh, Renee is, you know, and this might be a tough question for you, but if you could have one dream match with whatever wrestler it was, whether they were alive or dead, 
Who would Titan want to face? Oh, man. <laughs> um, Asking all the well, questions. Can I make a suggestion? Can I, can I make a suggestion? Because I've seen some of your stuff on YouTube. I would love to see you versus Taz. Just me personally. Because both of you guys hit hard as hell, dude. Titan versus Taz. Put that up on the marquee. We're selling that SOB out. But that's just my thoughts. Titan, who would you want to Oh, man. Um You know, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, to be honest with you, I'd ra- I'd like to go Georgia for Georgia, man. AJ Styles. Mm. Woo! Oh yeah, buddy. I like that. By the way, he was robbed that money in the bank. I don't care what anybody says, he was robbed. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. That, that's a great one, man. That's a great choice. Any particular reason why? Uh, I mean, I've always loved AJ. Um, you know, AJ's got that, that just amazing timing in the ring. Um, I will not I, – I, I would not take the Styles Clash for nothing. Um, I don't think his little, you know, 5'11 butt could, could hold me up. But uh, I think that uh, – I, I, just, I just think our Styles would be would, – would just mesh so well. Uh, matter of fact, you put it AJ Styles and Luke Gallows against Generation Iron. There you go. There's your sellout right there. Yeah, we'll sell that SOB out, dude, no doubt. Well, listen, Titan, uh, we are nearing uh, the end of our time here. Uh, but before you go, I did want to uh, just more or less ask you for one favor. Um, everybody's got a, a fun and interesting story, uh, something that's happened to them in the locker room, on the road, interacting with a fan. Um, anything like that that you might be able to share with the uh, listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight, man? Anything, anything cool, funny, interesting, goofy, ridiculous happening so far in your career? Uh, I'll plug the Facebook page again. If you go watch our videos, we, uh, my tag team partner and I are, I mean, our, the way we work is is pretty much a gener, uh, degeneration X style as far as the way that we present ourselves. Um, but it's not too off, too far off from fact, okay? Um, and the reason I say that is the way that we actually got our first match, and this is a very funny story, is we, we went out there to introduce ourselves as a tag team, and these guys came out and cut us off, like, cut, you know, started talking over us, running their mouth, whatever, calling us old-timers. And... Uh, you know, we, we didn't have a match scheduled that night, so it made me mad. Like, you know, here I am doing all this charity work. I'm putting butts in the seats, and these guys want to be disrespectful. So uh, Banner and I went in the locker room and stole their bags and actually put them in my car because um, they couldn't change. After their match, they couldn't change. And so they're in the back, man. They're cussing everybody out except us. And so they're, you know, they're like, where's our bags? We know y'all got them, yada, yada, yada. And they were like, man, some fan came in and took them. And so, like, they interrupted the intermission, like, going out there. They're screaming at the fans. Nobody's walking out of this building till we get our bags, you know, this, that, whatever. And so by that time, they hit our music, which is the music that you played. And when the, when the uh, bass dropped, we come walking out with their bags. 
and the look on their faces was priceless. Um, so not only did we not only did we steal their bags, but we put goodies in their bags. Um, you know, we had a couple of stress balls that we put in there for a gag. Um, you know, thing, you know, different things like that to get a joke. And so uh, the guy, one of the guys, is screaming at us. You know, those, those are our bags. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and we're like, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. And I'm like, I was like, man, I wonder what's in these bags. Why are they so antsy to get them? So like, we're opening up their bags. We're throwing like their t-shirts to the crowd. I mean, we don't care. And so. Uh, we're going through both of their bags, and at one point, I found a pair of like old school '90s Zuma pants, and I got those <laughs> out of his bag, and he was like, "Man, those are my workout pants," and I was like, "I bet they fit me." So I, I just plopped down on the concrete and put the pants on, um, and I actually wrestled him in those pants, and then we're getting the uh, the other gentleman. His name was Charles. We're going through Charles's bag, and the other individual, I can't remember his name, uh, but we pulled out those two stress balls, and uh, the, the guy that's not Charles, he was like, man, those are my balls. And I leaned up to the mic, and I went, well, if they're your balls, why are they in his bag? And, you know, the, the crowd just erupted. Um, you know, they, you know they, they said, F this, get in the ring. Uh, we're going to fight. So we, we did. We went in there and just, just whooped the hell out of those boys. And, <laughs> you know, and it, it wasn't, it was, it was a pretty much shoot. I mean, it, you know, they, they were pretty mad at us. Um, but once we laid the, we started really hammering down on Charles, you know, taking our turn on him and just whooping him, his tag team partner actually ran out, got his bag, and ran out the front door in full gear holding his bag. Um, so <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that's how that, we got our awesome. reputation. <laughs> that is legit as hell. And I'll tell you something. I don't know if this thing started in Georgia, but I let you, just for the sake of this conversation, let's just say that this thing originated in Georgia, and here it is. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. If you don't want no problems, right. don't come looking for Titan because you are most definitely going to, to find them. Titan, I got to tell you, man, what an honor and a pleasure it's been to speak with you today. Um, before we let you go, man, last last bit of a favor that we're going to ask you. Uh, one, tell people how they can follow you on social media so that way when you get back to work, they know exactly where to find you. And then number two, man, allow myself, uh, Renee Martinez, the night owl, and uh, Joe Nightmare Jones, uh, to welcome you in as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk family, man. What an absolutely great time we've had with you, and we hope we can do it again down the road, man. Thanks a lot. Oh, absolutely. And and you can just follow me on that Facebook, the Generation Iron Tag Team. Uh, that's that's really how you're going to find me. You won't find me any other way. You got it, Tyke. You have a good one, man. Take it easy down there. Thanks, guys. You too. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Adios, brother. Adios, man. Titan. What Boy, a, I feel like we could have done another. We could have done another twenty minutes with him, bro. Easy, right? Right. No question. Easily. No, no question. Well, Jonesy, you know what? We got a lot of questions out there for our uh, listeners um, that we still need answered, and we're gonna get to those in just a couple of moments. And what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, the Becky Lynch situation. We were talking about. Uh, where are all my notes? Jeez Louise, I lost everything now the last couple of seconds. 
Oh, yeah, we were talking about uh, Sting no longer being under contract with WWE and, and tweeting at AEW. Does that mean we're going to be seeing him on AEW very soon? I don't know. It'd be interesting to know. Also, is AEW ignoring bad wrestling? I think so. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And then, oh, my gosh, oh, Alberto is going to jail. So right after our interview with Mr. Grimm, we're going to get to FWWC, and we're going to talk to you guys about all those topics and much, much more, including your guys' thoughts on Money in the Bank. With that said, it is time for our second featured guest of the evening. Enter Timmy. Go ahead and get that music ready. And Nightmare Jones, why don't you go ahead and cue up your notes and do the introduction for Mr. Grimm. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. So, ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the next gentleman we're going to have is a internationally recognized professional wrestler. He's known as the Hitman for Hire. He hails from Washington, D.C. He, he was trained for professional wrestling by uh, Matt Wilde, who is a, a guy that, that I am not, uh, that I'm very, very familiar with. You know, he, he wrestled for e, uh, EWA, the Monster Factory. This dude is a complete... Monster, ladies and gentlemen, it is all honor and privilege to bring in the one and only Mr. Grimm. Let that play, baby. I like it. I take him out. Showing what dominance is about. Let's go. I'm a hit man for high. Your body down for the count. Move him out. Let's go. A title I'm never leaving without. Take the win. It's Mr. Grimm and I'm taking all of you out. Take him out. Showing what dominance is about. I'm a hit man for high. Your body down for the count. Move him out. A title I'm never leaving without. Oh, that goes so hard. I like that right there, Jovi. I like it. Mr. Grimm, how you doing, sir? I'm yourself. Good, good. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. So what is yeah, Mr. I appreciate Grimm you for having me, man. Uh, oh, absolutely. No problem. So what has Mr. Grimm been, been up to since this whole coronavirus has put a halt to just about everything? <laughs> Honestly, just preparing myself to get back in the ring. Um, I've used some of this time, you know, to try to focus on things that um, I've been neglecting a little bit, you know, tried uh you know working back on my diet i've dropped weight even though you know everything is in quarantine so i went from 290 like earlier this year and i'm down to 269 right now hey way to go bro that's good shit right there yeah i appreciate it man like i'm i'm gonna be real with you you know, it's good to be a, a big guy that can do amazing things that, you know, you're not supposed to do. But it's even better to be in better shape and to have that look. And that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Joe, um, if you don't mind, uh, Joe, Joe, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and take the lead on this one, man. I'm actually real cool. excited to talk to Mr. Grimm. I've seen some of his stuff on YouTube. And, and we'll get to that. But but I got to ask, man. So we're doing this tour of the United States. And now we're talking to somebody from, from D.C. And everybody knows Washington, D.C. as the, you know, the home of the White House. But there's another side to D.C. that people don't know about. So 
So can you talk to us a little bit about your upbringing and what it was to, uh, to come up in a city like D.C.? Because, again, I think from the outside, people really don't have a good idea of what real D.C. is actually like. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your upbringing, uh, Mr. Grimm? Well, a lot of times, you know, when people think about D.C., they think about, you know, like you said, the White House, the monuments, and, you know, all the tourist attractions. But that's not where I was raised. Um, I was brought up off of Texas Avenue in Southeast D.C., and, you know, it wasn't a real bad neighborhood. It was just the people that were there. You know, you had different neighborhoods that were beefing with our neighborhood, and, you know, we were beefing with another neighborhood. And it was all over, you know, everything, all the fights and the drama that I had could have been prevented. It's just, you know, sometimes I'd walk down the street, and it would be, um, guys from this neighborhood called 37 and they would come up to random people and just be like, Oh yeah, we heard you said F 37. So now they're ready to fight because they're like, Oh, you know, you said, you know, F our neighborhood and I'm not going to back down. So then it'll end up being, Hey, look, we get into a fight. I'd end up winning. They'll come back, bring their people. I get jumped then, you know, my people will come back, and then it would lead to shooting and stuff like that, and all of that was just unnecessary. So when people sit up here and think about D.C., it's good to know about, you know, the monuments and the good side of it, but just know, like, it's a lot of people out there who get put in a situation to where they can't succeed or be what they want to be because they get caught in these neighborhoods you know, these neighborhood gangs, and it's like you need, you have the need to feel protected or want to roll with a certain crew because if you don't, then you're looked at as a bitch. Yeah. So I've Places seen a lot like of. You know, yeah. Yeah, Places and like, like I've a, seen a lot of good people who, you know, who wanted to be doctors, who wanted to, you know, do something positive with their life that have lost their life because they have been, you know, caught in the streets. And it's not necessarily mm-hmm. that they want to be in the street. It's they feel the need that if they're not with this crew, with their neighborhood, and, you know, they get into yeah. it with the other neighborhood, then they're going to be by themselves. Absolutely. Places like uh, Anacostia, College Park, you know. No, nah, College Park is good. Anacostia is not so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well let, me, let me jump in with my let me jump in with my follow-up question because I think it plays right into what you're saying. So, listen, I, I, I'm from a um, – I have a similar background as you. You just have a little bit of a darker darker pigment than me. I'm Mexican. You're black. But, you know, the struggle is the same. And some of us find a reason, have a reason to get out of that. Mine was I got married at a young age. My beautiful wife helped move me in the right direction. I moved out of the neighborhood that I was originally grown up in. I grew up down – uh, in the Miami area. So I had my reason. That was my reason. I had a great mother and a father, whatever. But my wife was really the reason that I decided. What was your motivating factor, Mr. Grimm? Was it a grandparent? Was it your parents? Was it a mentor, a big brother? What was it that, that helped you not fall into the game, so to speak? And now, man, you wrestle for MCW, Rockstar Pro. I mean, we're going to talk about all your accomplishments for sure, no doubt. But what was it that triggered for you to pursue something other than the street life? Well, honestly, um, don't get me wrong. I wasn't always a saint. I did run with my neighborhood. And um, 
But what got me out of there was the fact that um, I got into a fight with somebody, and I won. Then they brought, like, 11 people to jump me. So I literally got jumped by, like, 11 people, but I was, like, you know, sticking and moving the whole time. Like, for it to be 11 people, me against 11 people, and just have, like, a swollen ear, no blood or nothing, I, I look at that as a win. But the issue was this. My parents, you know, um, a lot of the people who were a part of, you know, the altercation was from a high school called Baloo. And, you know, Baloo, they're known for, you know, some of, like, some of their students getting, you know, shot up, like, in front of the school and stuff like that. And they didn't want that wow. for me. And, honestly, it was a lot of people who knew what I looked like. And I didn't even know what they looked like. So every single day I'm going to school, I have to watch over my shoulder and, you know, I could have possibly been killed by somebody and, you know, not even know, like, who to look out for. So, they, um, so, you know, so your parents, after that, yeah, after that situation, then. they ended up moving me out to um, Bowie, Maryland. And, you know, I've been good ever since. The rest is history, no, no doubt. Well, I got a lot more questions, but I don't want to be selfish. Uh, Nightmare mm-hmm. Jones. Uh, I know you're, you're real close to Mr. Grimm. I know you've seen him in action. And I don't know, yeah. maybe both of y'all are Redskins fans. Uh, maybe it's two against one. I might be the only Kansas City Chiefs fan on this phone call, but I'll let you jump in at the risk of having to talk to two Washington Redskins fans. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, Mr. Grimm, you were trained by a guy that, that, that I've had the opportunity to uh, referee his matches, uh, He's he's well known as being a member of uh, Riot City's Most Wanted with uh, uh, Nick Sick and Taylor. Uh, what was yeah. it like being trained by uh, a Matt Wild and I'm guessing probably Nick Sick and Taylor as well. Well, if um if you look at my style, like I'm very aggressive. A lot of that, yes. you know, I adopted from him. Because he taught me, you know, how to be aggressive and not only like how to be aggressive, how to make my stuff look good without actually hurting people. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning of my career, you know, I misconstrued something that he said. You know, he was saying that, you know, you can hit people as hard as you can, you know, in safe places. But I took it as I took it literal. So I was actually <laughs> hitting people as hard as I could, like in safe places, instead of, you know, making it look like a work. So, um, you know, I try to mold my style and, you know, my aggression to match his. And, I mean, I think I've done, like, a, a really good job. And, you know, to talk about Nick, Nick actually is the person that taught me how to do the 450. Uh-huh. So, wow, shout out, Nick shout out to Nick Sicken. Shout out to Nick, former guest of the show, right, Joe? Shout out to Nick Sicken. Yeah. I can definitely see, see that. That That is is – is absolutely uh, awesome. Uh, you know, you have wrestled, you have wrestled in so many uh, uh, places, like you know, EWA and uh, uh, Banded Wrestling and Battle Club and Rockstar Pro Wrestling, and and I guess that that even Maryland Championship Wrestling. What was it like wrestling for uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling? Wrestling for them has always been a goal of mine. I mean, I wish it could have continued. But, you know, sometimes things happen and you just have to step away and, you know, hopefully, you know, be welcomed back with open arms. But, you know, I looked at it as an accomplishment because 
I wasn't one of the guys who trained there. I wasn't one of the guys who, you know, did multiple birthday shows. And I still managed to get, you know, a spot on their one of their main shows. I mean, granted, it wasn't in Maryland. It was in Delaware. You know, I was billed as, like, one of the local talent, but it was still mm-hmm. on one of their shows. And, you know, I'm very grateful for the opportunity that, um, you know, they provided me because, like I said, wrestling for MCW was, also like, one of the goals of mine in my career. And, you know, they made that possible for me. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely amazing. And I guess that, that my last question be, before I throw it back to Renee, because I know he has a bunch of questions. Uh, you made your debut with a wrestling company named the EWA. And I got to ask you, have you ever had any confrontations with a wrestler by the name of uh, Corey Bush, the weight of the world? Um, when you say confrontations, are you talking about in-ring or like on a personal level? Like in ring, in ring. Like, have you ever wrestled Corey Bush? Yeah, we wrestled before. Um, he was actually, I believe, maybe my second or third match as the Mister Grim character. And you know, we had fun. You know, um, we kept we we kept everything made it make sense psychology wise. You know, one thing about Corey Bush, he's big, and he likes to protect his size, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we made the bumps that he did count. And, you know, it was a great learning process because, you know, he's been in the game a lot longer than me. And mm-hmm. especially around that time, you know, it was just good to learn how to work a bigger guy than me because a lot of the matches that I had, I was bigger than my opponent. So finally yeah. being in the ring with somebody, you know, of his stature, it, you know, forced me to think outside of the box and to learn how to, you know, make things work psychology-wise with a person that's, you know, bigger than me. Absolutely. Corey Bush is a a absolutely awesome guy. Once again, we've had him on on the uh, Wrestle Talk podcast. So I'm going to throw it back to uh, Renee. Now, Renee, I got to tell you, my first time I saw Mr. Grimm wrestle was at a uh, EPPW show. And let me tell you, this dude destroyed the guy that he was 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 wrestling. At the end of that match, we everybody literally thought that his opponent was legit injured. Like like that's how brutal that this match was. It was crazy. <laughs> Go ahead, Renee. That, that is no listen, I, that's crazy and I believe it. And, and you know what? I'm not the only one who believes it. We actually have a caller that wants to come on. He's a young, up and coming aspiring pro wrestler in the Midwest. And um, apparently, your name is getting around, Mr. Grimm. So let's go ahead and bring on a loyal listener of the show, uh, Mark Joe, with a question for Mr. Grimm. Mark Joe, you're live on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode 297. Man, what's on your mind tonight, and what question do you have for Mr. Grimm? Hey, brother. Uh, this is a long time listener of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I just wanted to pick your brain for a second, man. Um, what kind of tips uh, would you give to somebody who's who's kind of fresh into this and, and looking to jump back in, especially when the world settles down a little bit, man? Uh, I'm jumping in, looking into looking to be uh, a brawler, much like yourself, man. Like I want to get in there and rough and tumble. Would you have any tips for me? Yes. Um, one thing that I had to learn the hard way when I first got in the business is keep your eyes and your ears open and keep your mouth closed. Like that is very important. Like, my mouth has gotten me in so much trouble 
Like, you know, I almost got blackballed out of the business in the earlier part of Man. my career just by not listening, you know. Like, always be open-minded, you know, to listen, to talk to people, you know, pick their brains. And even if you don't like what they're saying, you know, always say thank you, be appreciative, because they did not have to take the time to give you the information that they gave you. So the best thing that you can do, like I said, keep your eyes and your ears open, keep your mouth closed, always be willing to learn, listen, be open-minded to things, you know, because in wrestling, you know, it's something new. Like, you're stepping outside of, you know, your comfort zone. Like, that alone, you know, it says a lot. So just, you know, don't keep yourself in a box. Be open-minded to do, you know, things that you're not used to doing. Listen to your vets. And, you know, you should be good, man. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right, Marjo, thank you. Thank you very much for that wonderful question. Uh, so, well, wait a minute. Looks yeah. like we have another caller on the line. Let's, let me let me verify that. Nightmare Jones, have you checked with Timmy? I think we have somebody else that wants to speak to yeah. Mr. Grimm tonight, man. Who, who might that be? We do. We do. We actually have, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mama Grimm. What's going on? Hi. How are you? Good. Mama Hi. Grimm, how you so nice to have you on the show tonight. Hey, Grim, we did not plan this. This is totally unexpected, but we're going to make radio magic. <laughs> Mama Grim, I only have one question for you. My name is Renee, a.k.a. The Night Owl. Thank you so much for being here. My Thank you question for having is, me. No, it's an honor. It's really an honor. Uh, Mr. Grim did a great job of saying some very, very nice things about you and about the opportunities that you provided for him growing up, which is what's led him to have so much success in the world of professional wrestling. Were you apprehensive initially when Mr. Grimm told you that he wanted to be a professional wrestler? And if so, how do you feel about it now? No, I wasn't apprehensive at all. He had um, always had a passion for wrestling from the time that he was very small. So um, I kind of knew that this was a part of who he was. I'm very proud of him. Um, It's just amazing. I was actually just uh, speaking to someone, and I was saying that, you know, when I really realized who he was in the wrestling um, arena was when I saw him um, signing autographs for his fans. And I was like, wow, this is my child. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm really, you know, I'm very proud of him. He's amazing. He's so dedicated. He is just, um, you know, always on top of his game. He's always trying to, you know, bring in other people and help other people out. And he's just an amazing person. He's an amazing son. And I'm very proud to be his mom, a.k.a. Mama Graham. Mama Graham, I can tell you're you're super, (laughs) super proud. And listen, and we usually don't do this, but we are on the heels of Mother's Day. And Mama Graham called and she said, you let me on or else. And I said, hey, I don't want to take off uh, Mr. Grimm or Mama Grimm under any circumstances. So, Mr. Grimm, while we still have you on the line, man, anything you want to say back to Mama Grimm? Obviously, she's very proud of you. Uh, You sound real nice, but I've seen you in the ring. So, don't let this fool you guys. This is not a guy you want to take off, either in the ring or anywhere else. So, Mr. Grimm, anything you would like to say back to, to Mama Grimm as we are on the heels of Mother's Day? Well, first I would like to say, you know, thank you for always supporting me in whatever it was, you know, whether it was me playing football, basketball, cheerleading, 
you know, even if I would have chose to do water polo, she would have been there out there watching me. She might not have known what was going on, but she would be there supporting me. And um, to be honest, you know, it was very difficult. You know, she did it on her own. Like, she didn't really have help from my dad. I mean, and, you know, she did a hell of a job, you know, raising me. I made mistakes, you know, and I learned from my mistakes. It's a lot of times she said, hey, don't do something, and I did something, and then end up, you know, realizing later that I should have just listened to her. But um, I want to say, you know, thank you for always having my back, having my best interests, always supporting me. And, you know, a lot of things in life that I've done, I would not be able to do it if it wasn't for you. Wow, man. Well, Mr. Grim, Mama Grim, all I can say is, man, I don't think I, I, we've ever had a more touching moment here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And, and the truth of the matter is this, guys. Um, you know, the, these guys, the, the, the Mr. Grims, the Titans, the Dylan Dunbars of the world, they go out, they risk their neck and, you know, on many occasions for not a very big paycheck, but they love it. And their family loves them. And that's where they get the fuel to do this. So if you ever had any doubt as to why guys put their necks on the line to entertain you, it's because they have people like Mama Grimm in their corner supporting them. And, and that's why they do it. They have the confidence and they have the support to be able to go out there and put it all on the line. Well, Mr. Graham, I got one last question for you because I would like to get you know, to know you a little bit more as a person. And here it is. A lot of talk recently, and I don't even know if you're a video game guy, so I'm kind of taking a shot in the dark here. But a couple of big announcements recently. Uh, GTA New Edition. The new GTA is coming out soon. The new Tony Hawk is coming out soon. If Mr. Grimm had to choose between the new GTA and the remastered Tony Hawk, which would he choose? I mean, is that even the, like a legit question? Hey, listen, people like, are you, look, all over social media, so I think it might be. You know GTA. Come on now. Like, I mean, I played Tony Hawk, you know, as a kid, but, you know, GTA is GTA. Like, nothing can really beat that game, honestly. <laughs> I love it, Josie. I knew he was going to say that. Personally, I'm more of a Red Dead Redemption guy, but really, Red Dead, GTA, it's all the same thing. Well, listen, Joe, before we uh, break off from Mr. Grimm, do you have any final thoughts or questions uh, for a man that is assuredly going to be a regular guest on the show? I would love to have him on again. I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I just... I'm I'm glad that I that you were able to come on to the podcast tonight and uh, uh, uh talk to 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 us and uh, you just gotta promise that you won't be a uh, a stranger and you'll come back on again sir. I look any I'm always willing to do podcasts I love doing them and um it actually helps me you know get comfortable with speaking in public doing promos so I mm-hmm. try to do as many of these as possible. Because I've noticed um, when I first started, I would say um a lot. And now, you know, my um count is going down. So, you know, anytime I can do a podcast, I'm definitely willing. I tell you what, if you want to want to work on, on your, your promo skills, uh, you know, the FWWC, the Fantasy Wrestling uh, Worldwide Chapter, is a great place to work on your promo skills. Would I be correct, Night Al? Well, there's no question about it, and you know what? That's a great lead-in, Joe. We 
week with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. But before we do that, Grim, uh, uh, thank you so much uh, for sparing some of your time. You, you obviously have a, a wonderful family. You have a, a great career ahead of you. And uh, we obviously don't want anybody to miss it. So do us a favor and drop your social media here on episode 297 of the Wrestle Talk podcast, man. How do people uh, keep a hold of you? All right, so I'm big on marketing, so I made it very easy. If you go to any search bar, type in the Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm with one M, or Mr. Grimm Wrestler. If you type that in your search bar, the first thing that is going to pop up is my Facebook page, you know, my Brown Butter Wrestling page, and you can catch all of my social media just from typing those two things in your search bar. Wait, 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 time out. Did you call yourself Brown Butter? No, no, no. Like, so I have. Um... <laughs> I'm joking. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm only kidding, man. Because I, I saw your social. I know you, you got a, a great sense of humor and you love to laugh, man. So, I, <laughs> but guys, there's another thing for our caller from before. If you're looking for tips on, if you're an up and coming talent, make sure that your social media marketing game is on point. Mr. Grimm, am I right? Is that an important element of being successful? I'm sure you'll agree with that. It is, and. You know, when you find your name, like, and you choose your name, you have to find something that if somebody types it in on the Internet, that you're not going to have, you know, a million different results coming up that aren't you. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Take it straight from Mr. Grimm, a, an extremely successful and, and and very humble, at least on the radio, because in the ring, like I said, you guys don't want to mess with this dude. Pro wrestler coming out of the great city of Washington, D.C. Thank you very much, Mr. Grimm. You have a good night, man, and we hopefully will catch you once again down the road, man. Take it easy and good night. You too, man. Thank you for having me. Adios. Grace and peace, brother. Jonesy, Jonesy, Jonesy. Man, have we ever had a better start to the show than what we've had tonight? Mr. Grimm, absolutely on fire. Represented D.C. We had uh, a Titan representing the great state of Georgia. And guess what? We're not done yet, ladies and gentlemen, because we're coming back in the second hour with more high spots, the FWWC segment. We're going to bring on Dylan Dunbar, and we're going to have the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. So we're going to go and hit the break, and we'll be back in about two minutes and 20 seconds with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. We'll catch you guys in a few. And turn it up.
make it spin Every day we fall in love again Oh pretty mama I, I could be Clyde, you could be Bonnie You Bonnie You got that bomb, girl, you can bomb me You drive me crazy, keep it cruising When I hear your voice, it's like music If I play games with you, I lose it If I like you, that'd be stupid Baby, I'm gon' get you right Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, you the type I like. Type I like. Come here, let me take a bite. Take a bite. I got you turning overnight Whoa. It's hard to trust because my shoulders lie I saw the future, you was in my side I'm a, I'm a monster, girl, you brought me to life Sugar, sugar, how'd you get so fly? All these other chicks, they give me Yo, what up? Night Owl, Nightmare Jones What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all Check me out Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4 Even them haters can't hate us no more So unlock your door, cause we got some more Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw Night out, Nightmare Jones and all the best guests Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest WrestleTalksPodcast.com Smashing and killing it like the night at the prom
We got even, oh my goodness, we even have a caller that is unidentified to this point. Intern Timmy, I got a 8500 number down at the bottom if you can help me clear that up. I'd like to know exactly who that is because we got a lot of representatives from the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion and, and we're still looking for feedback on our high spot topics. So, ladies and germs, here are the things that we were discussing earlier on the show. So whether you're from the FWWC or you're just a caller, we'd like to know what your thoughts are on the following topics. Oh, my gosh, I can't even find the topics anymore. I'm not very good at my job, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. And here they are. What are your thoughts on Becky Lynch, not the man, but the mom? Did they do it right? Do you think it's a work? And could have they could have they done something a little bit differently? That's what I want to know from the members of the WrestleTalk family. Also, Money in the Bank, a lot of mixed reviews. Mess or magic? If you're going to give us your opinion on Money in the Bank, make sure you bring the heat. Also, is AEW okay with bad wrestling? I happen to think so, based on some of the shenanigans I saw between Cody Rhodes and Joey Janela. If you want to argue with me about it, go ahead and dial that number, 657 657- 383-1521. Also, oh, Alberto is in jail. What is up with Alberto Del Rio? Have you ever seen a fall from grace as just borderline embarrassing as what we're seeing from Alberto? I mean, domestic abuse, beating up women? What is wrong with this guy? And you want to talk about perpetuating a stereotype of Latinos in domestic violence. Thanks a lot, Alberto. You're starting to get away from that in my generation, and here you go again ruining it. And then last but not least, guys, Sting is no longer under contract, according to WrestleZone, with the WWE, and he's been tweeting about AEW. What does that mean? Are we going to see Sting in AEW? And if so, are you okay with it? We want to get your thoughts about all that, and we want to talk to the loyal members of the FWWC. That's right. That is the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. And I would be remiss if I didn't bring a man who's not just the Spartans' heart champion. He is also the Brett. Quiet your mouth. Not even your jokes. I'm not dealing with you today. I'm not doing it. You know what? I will, you know, you know, let me, let me take a deep breath. I'm going to have you on Nightmare Jones, but can you please wait your turn like everybody else? Okay? Just because your boss, El Mata, has some sort of, like, endless level of authority and power over everything pertaining to FWWC. Doesn't mean you can just cut in front of everybody. This ain't the FWWC tonight, and I sure as hell ain't the one Mills. So you wait your turn just like everybody else. Because guess what? You lost, and you're not a champion right now, so get in line. Whew. I'm sorry. Sorry. Ha! Got him! Got him! I needed that. I needed it. Ladies and gentlemen, your brand new FWWC world champion representing the Rise brand, the Irish fans who don't know when to quit, the beer-drinking, ass-kicking Irishman himself, Arden Murphy. Mr. Murphy, an honor to have you on the show. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful there, Noidel. It is an honor to be here, fellas. I'm going to say my piece for the night, and I'm going to get out of your hair. I'll have to catch an early night. I've got training in the morning. Yeah, so, we just came. We are hot got, off the questions. heels. 
Go ahead. Okay. So before you even get on, because I know you're about to jump on your on your Dennis soapbox and, and, and go off on everybody, bro. <laughs> I know you got a thing for Becky Lynch, bro. Is your heart breaking right now or what? Oh, fella. Fella, you have no idea. Look, look, I, I, I've been following that last for, well, since the beginning of her career in the WWE. And I have to say, as heartbroken as I am, that, that I couldn't have been the one to start the family with, with the last kicker. I, I'm happy for her and Seth Rollins. From the bottom of my heart, I am ecstatic. I watched this show Monday night with tears in my eyes because not only was it a wonderfully beautiful moment, you know, these, these folks are starting a family. These people who have such a great legacy in the WWE, who have, have had such great careers so far, they're starting a family. Not only that, but, but the fact that the Money in the Bank briefcase itself wasn't for a contract, but for the Raw Women's title itself was wonderfully done. And, and the look on Asuka's face, like, like clearly she wasn't in the know. She was just as happy, not only to be champion, but the fact that Becky is now a mother. And as Becky said, you go on and be a warrior. I'm going to go be a mother. And that hit me right in the heart, fella. Wow, man. Well, thank you for your honest thoughts there. And by the way, guys, Dylan Dunbar is going to be joining us on the show in about 10 minutes. Make sure you let him know how excited that you guys are that he's going to be joining us for the very first time here on the WrestleTalk podcast. Arden Murphy, I know you had some FWWC business that you needed to handle. Sir, the stage is yours. Right. And, and it's less a soapbox moment, Night Owl, than it is a declaration of war. We are hot off the heels of money in the bank, and I just defeated a man that I have been battling since the initiation of the Rise brand. A man who's been the thorn in my side, laughing me his golden boy, El Diablo. The only man, mind you, in the last three months to actually score a victory over yours truly. And I beat him Sunday night for his world championship. I am now your world champion. I am now your Spartan's heart champion. And if you continue to sleep on Roy's brand, well, it's going to sneak up and it's going to bite you right in the arse, fellas. Because listen here, backlash is next month. And you know what that means? That means... Yours truly will be defending his Spartans Heart Championship. You better wrestle up someone from Inferno Brand. You better scratch and claw your way out of infinite. I put something, put someone worth a damn in my direction, fella. Because I tell you something here. If you don't, I'm going to make fools out of each and every one of you. And that goes double for my cousin, the Warriors Heart Champion. Let me tell you, I already consider myself the face of this company. Be damned whether or not you hold that title, because I am coming for it. And I'm here to rock every single one of you. Champion, man, I missed that guy. I missed that guy. And for a second there, Artie Murphy, you had me a little scared. 
to a very mysterious superstar, a superstar that I'm still having trouble wrapping my arms around, and I think she likes it that way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestle Talk podcast, a woman that hails in the darkness even throughout the day. That's right, folks. I'm talking about Fallen. Fallen, you're live on the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight. What is on your mind? You wanted our thoughts on what has all happened during WWE. I had a few thoughts to give. I'm proud of for Becky Lynch. She went from one grand step to another. And she has just achieved one more thing. So, and it has been nicely. And as for Asuka, she has just rised in a whole new slate. Slate. And as for the one who makes women inferior inferior to himself. He has a whole other thing coming and he has he deserves what will happen to him. In my opinion. Wow, well strong thoughts from Fallen. Fallen, I gotta ask you this question. As a a a a, a competitor yourself can you imagine what she's going through? I mean, you're, you're at the top of the game. I know you're a former uh, um, FWWC hardcore champion yourself. How would it feel to have to renounce that title and to leave? Do you think it's maybe a bit, a little bittersweet for Becky Lynch? True. It's probably a bittersweet, but at the same time, she has a chance to, once the child is old enough, to groom even a stronger warrior in her name. Very nice. A forward thinker. I absolutely love that. Well, Fallen, um, I have to ask this question. Um, a lot of people are wondering, how do you go from going to war with somebody Kind of like we talked to Titan a little bit earlier, him and his partner, Brandon. They, they started as enemies and they ended up as friends. You and the vampire, Lilith, started as enemies and now you're a team. Can you tell us a little bit about how that happened? The whole thing about it was a war, but after fighting so many times and understanding but it takes that one thing to realize you always have something in common with that person and when you realize you have one thing in common and a good goal you realize you can potentially make better allies than enemies and both of you can benefit a whole lot better 
than if you were enemies. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what. I personally am very happy to see you guys working together. My last question is this. What are your plans going in to FWWC Backlash? What are your eyes focused on, Fallen? There are. Hmm. I haven't thought of. For once, I've actually haven't thought about it. I'm focused on everything and anything that come can come my way, but mostly the fun that hasn't come yet. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I told you the always mysterious Fallen has always got a trick up her sleeve. Well, guess what, folks? We're going to jump from her to a man that accomplished what many people thought was impossible. This man is basically sitting at, at the very top of the mountain at FWWC Inferno because he not only captured the FWWC Hardcore Championship, but he was also with his tag team partner, Voorhees, able to conquer and capture the FWWC Tag Team Championships. And here's the best part of it all. We have not only the Battle Cat, but also Voorhees of the Crystal Lake Killers on the line at the very same time. Let's start with Battle Cat. Battle Cat, how are you feeling right now, man? I have no question... You were absolutely on cloud nine right now. You know, I, I was going to start out by saying, you know, somebody pissed in the Arden Murphy cereal, but, you know, I think he kind of figured that out already. So I'm going to just leave him alone on okay. that one. <laughs> but let me just say this. Yeah, you know, I have to say something dickish, you know. But anyway, like I said, Sunday was, was nice because, let's see, you seen somebody damn it fall off the fucking roof, okay? You see somebody get tased with a electrical baseball bat, you know, I don't know who thought of that. It wasn't me. Genius idea, I might add. I wish it was me that thought of that, you know, because that's just something that sounded like it hurt, you know. But I said I was going to put this back behind the desk where she belongs, and I think I've done that now, don't you think? I mean, she belongs behind the desk. She's a GM. Well, listen, Battle Cat, let's be real here. Battle Cat, let's be real here. I know know that you deserve all the adulation that you're getting, but but, but let's not be so dismissive. I mean, Hardcore Sid was a great Hardcore champion, and it's not like you blew her out of the water. It was a very close match. So for you to say that she belongs behind the desk is like saying that your woman behind belongs in the kitchen making sandwiches. She's very capable of doing both. Hold on. She's very capable of doing both, and she proved it. So my question is, has she not earned even an ounce of your respect? Okay, she's a great champion. I give her that. But you got to think, it's my time now. Her time is up. I'm not trying to, damn it. You know, now you're making me quote John Cena. I really didn't want to do that, you know. But (laughs) it seems like her her time has went away. And mine has started. Let me just say it like that. So I don't sound like I'm quoting anybody, okay? That, Point that, well that's being. fair. Well, listen. And then, and, then, and, and then not only that, not only did I put her, 
I'm not going to say behind the desk. I'm not going to sound like that. Not only did I beat her, but me and my partner beat the brakes off of Mata. Beat the brakes off Mata. And, you know, it it all could be because, you know, his partner left him high and dry. Who knows what kind of bromance they had. You know, was it a bitter breakup? And he just said, you know, you take your titles and I'm going to leave. Who knows what happened? I don't, I frankly don't care what happened. All I know is that we beat the brakes off Mata. That, that's all. The, that's the only result that I wanted. That's all, the only thing I cared about, and I'm sure my partner cared about the same thing. Well, no question. Well, bad ass, bad and, cat. Before and, you and, let's and, go. And well, listen, I want to put us before that. Okay. No, no, you did go through the gauntlet, and anybody who's we ever did. disrespected the battle cat, listen, I know that he's come a long way. Okay, but the man deserves our respect, battle cat. I salute you. And congratulate you and wish you all the best of luck moving forward, man. Thank you very much, man. We're going to move on to Voorhees, bro. All right, all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your hardcore and FWWC undisputed heavyweight tag team champion, the Battle Cat. And now he's tagged in his partner, a man hailing from Crystal Lake. Not Jason, but the one and only Mike Voorhees. Voorhees? Welcome back to the show. It's been a long time, sir. It has been a while since I've been on the podcast. How are you, Night Owl? Well, I- I'm not going to lie. I'm a little intimidated right now, okay, because you're, you're, you're very creepy. And, uh, you know, even though it was a two-on-one, I have to admit, I, I kind of expected Mata to pull it out, but you and your tag team partner were able to upset the odds and defeat the greatest competitor in the history of the FWWC. How does that make you feel? Well, El Mata should have known when he tried to kill me a few months back that he should have killed me all the way. But instead, he dropped me somewhere unknown, and I found my way back. And yes, we did defeat him to capture the FWWC Tag Team Championships, like I said once before, we will get the job done. And as my other match that I had, and listen to me when I say this, and you know who you are, I will reserve my right to challenge you for your championship, and I will take it from you. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Voorhees with some strong thoughts for the FWWC. And guess what, guys? We still are just a few minutes away from Dylan Dunbar. My understanding is that he's having some connectivity issues. As soon as he becomes available, we will bring him in, and we will resume our third feature guest of the evening. But you know what? we got a lot of things to talk about, and we got a lot of callers still on hold. And Nightmare Jones, I know you're pissed off. I know you're pacing back and forth, and you will get your time. But you'll get your time when it's time, because we got other callers that are ready to come on, 
And we're going to go ahead and let them do that. But before we do, let me, let me remind everybody um, that on, what is it? I believe it's May 19th. I want to try to pull this up for you guys. Wrestling Bookmarks presents COVIDCon. And COVIDCon was something that happened just a couple of weeks ago. And it was a two-day, 12-hour-a-day live broadcast for absolutely free where you got to hear from some of the very best authors and professional wrestling talent in history, okay? Our friends, Kenny Casanova, Greg Oliver, John Cosper were all a part of it. But you also had people like Al Snow, Zabu, and countless other professional wrestling legends that were there and present for you, for the pro wrestling fan, because we all know that there's been no independent wrestling for over two months now. And really, it's been far too long. And here's what I just found out. So this is a little bit of breaking news. Insert Timmy, if you could do me a favor and hit that breaking news drop, i got to share this before we continue with the WrestleTalk podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Featured on Facebook Live and Fight TV, Wrestling Bookmarks planning party is going down, okay? So, you know what that means? That means that the Wrestle Talk podcast is going to be in there like swimwear on May 17th at 7 p.m. It's going to be a town hall broadcast, and we're going to bring you all the latest breaking news from the Wrestling Bookmarks. These are the same folks that put on COVIDCon for your entertainment so whatever information we grab from there that we can share with you guys, we promise that we're going to bring it to you, and hopefully that will lead to some amazing interviews for you guys in the future. That said, folks, we're going to move on to our very next caller. And I do want to remind you guys that not only are we talking to the members of the FWWC, we're also talking about all the hottest topics in the world of pro wrestling, so don't be shy. Call in, dial that number, 657 657- 383 I'm sorry, that's 657-383-1521, and join the conversation because there's so much going on in the world of pro wrestling. We're talking about not the man, but the mom, Becky Lynch, money in the bank. Was it a mess or was it magic? AEW, is AEW okay with bad wrestling? I think so, especially after seeing Joey Janela versus Cody Rhodes this past Wednesday. Alberto is now in jail? Why? What do you guys think is going on with him? And can he make a comeback? And then Sting's tweet, official word from WrestleZone, well, more of a report, Sting is no longer under contract with the WWE. Does that mean we're going to see him at another company? I'd love to see it. What about you guys? Again, we're going to talk about all that and much more if you dial 657-383-1521. And we are shooting for 30 likes tonight on the Facebook Live. We're up to 17 now, so if you're watching and you forgot to hit that like button, do us a favor and hit the share button. And if you guys are willing to do that, we might be giving you a free WrestleTalk podcast mug worth $20. So hit that like button, hit that share button. Hopefully we can make it to our goal of 30 likes tonight during the live broadcast. All that said, let's move on to our next caller. And, oh boy, here we go.
And honestly, you're not doing La Familia any favors. Right now, you should just be quiet, go back to the drawing board, and figure out how to win a championship because clearly everybody in La Familia has forgotten how to do this. On to our next caller, ladies and gentlemen, a man who does know about winning championships, having one of the greatest intercontinental championship rings in infinite history. Now, that history is only a couple of months old. I'll be fair. Okay? But I think he's done a great job, and he's developed quite a following. KOB, the King of Bleach Style, is going to join us right now. And not only do I want to talk to him about the FWWC, but I also want to ask him about his thoughts on all of our topics for the High Spot segment tonight, because he's also a huge professional wrestling fan, a man who himself has been out to our Wrestle Talk podcast watch parties. So you know I love me some KOB. KOB, welcome back to the show tonight, man. How you doing? It is me, it is me, it is that KOB, and I'm doing grand. Mr. Night Out, how are you doing, my good man? I'm doing great, KOB, but can you talk to one of your people and make sure that they have you off speakerphone because you sound kind of muffled. You want to hear 100% loud and direct, KOB. How about this? Is this better? Oh, man, that is so much better. How's it going, man? How did Money in the Bank work out for you, bro? The KOB did damn good at Money in the Bank. You know what KOB did? He climbed that corporate ladder. He secured secured his Intercontinental Champion, beating off Big T. That sounds really weird. Beating Big T and beating prior guest Fallen. And then, and then, the KOB climbed another ladder. Because, you know, KOB's all about them heights. And he secured the golden ticket. Just as that happened, I went back to my dressing room. You know, the broom closet. And I went and I bleached it. So now it's a white golden ticket. Wow, KOB. Well, I'm very proud of you, man. You're a guy who was in and out for a while. You're back now. You seem to have found yourself. The question is, man, the Intercontinental Championship is still yours. You've got a golden ticket. Can you give us any insight as to what you're planning for FWWC Backlash in June? Yeah, well, I'm going to have to go and fight somebody for that little uh, Intercontinental Championship. So your boy's going to walk in, going to have one bottle of bleach at home. Two bottles of bleach hall. Shit, I'll even have three bottles of bleach hall. I'll walk in, beat some ass, retain my title, and I'll hold on to that golden ticket. You know, your boy, your boy can sit. Like Daniel Bryan. I'll sit on that. Like, like Dolph Ziggler. I'll sit on that. I'll hold that. And when the time's right, faint will not be smelling no smoke. Wonderful! Ladies and gentlemen, the K.O.B. Represent Infinite Brand, and you know what? There's an argument to be made because Infinite Brand is hot. They won round one, and they have the Warriors Heart Champion. But is there anybody hotter on Infinite Brand than KOB? I don't know. It's an interesting question. As the callers continue to pile up tonight during the FWWC slash High Spot segment, we couldn't get anything out of the KOB pertaining to some of our High Spots topics. But you know who's going to have some thoughts? A man that can always be relied upon to bring not only his FWWC fighting skills, but also his professional wrestling knowledge. He joins us occasionally for the Lucha Lounge. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in a luchador to Kansas City. Luchador, welcome back on the show. How are you doing tonight? Hey, how's it going, Renee? Man, it's good to hear you again, man. 
Dude, it is great to have you back on the show. I know you had a very busy weekend. We got a lot of great topics out on the table right now, and the FWWC is on fire tonight, as you can hear. Question is, what's on your mind tonight, Luchador? Oh, man. You know, this uh, weekend was, of course, Money in the Bank 2020 from, uh, of course, Titan Towers. And this luchador went inside the, well, the rooftop of that place and took down three other superstars from the Rise brand. One legendary Big Papa Kurt Jimbo Slice, uh, the Fallen, of course, and um, the last descended Mr. Julius Cairo. I defeated each and every single one of them, climbed up that ladder, and secured the Rise brand's golden ticket opportunity, which for me is the second time because the very first time I earned a golden ticket golden ticket opportunity, I became FWWC heavyweight champion for the very first time. Can you believe that? And then, of course, you have yesterday's Monday Night Raw Challenge. I took on Julius Cairo once again in this, uh, I guess, veterans best out of three uh, match. And just like Money in the Bank, I took him to the very limits at one again. Well, Luchador, I only have one question remaining for you. You are obviously a respected long-term member of the FWWC going all the way back to Universe Mania 1. I know that this last Universe Mania was not what I think anybody wanted it to be. Uh, especially mm-hmm. you, right? Because we're used to the watch parties and everything. So my question is, what do you have left to accomplish here in the FWWC? I mean, you've held almost every championship, I think, besides the Warriors' heart. You've been a champion on every level. You've been a mentor. You helped run the UXT. What is left for a luchador to accomplish? Oh, man. You know, like I say to all my luchador fans out there, you know, as long as my heart is beating and there's breath in my lungs, I'm still going to go no matter what. And, you know, like I tell them all the time, and you said it just now, that Warriors Heart Championship, which I defy, which I call it the Holy Grail for me, one day, just one day, that championship is coming to this luchador, believe it or not. Now, I had – now, believe it or not, I did have my chances, and they didn't go my way. But believe me, when I say this right now, Night Owl, that that time and that right place, this luchador is going to leave either SummerSlam, Survivor Series, the Royal Rumble, or maybe Universe Mania 7 as Warriors Heart Champion. Wow, man. Strong thoughts, and I know that is a mountain that you're eager to climb. Guys, I just got official word that Dylan Dunbar is going to need to reschedule. So that's great for the members of the FWWC who are still on hold because we're going to get through all of you. And Intern Timmy is telling me that we have a special guest for the game show challenge, a mystery opponent of sorts. So I'm looking forward to that. I can only imagine who these folks have pulled out of the gutter uh, to face me, seeing as Nightmare Jones and Skywalker Luke Roberts are always trying to set me up in some sort of shenanigans. I'm sure they're going to bring on the – the uh, the wrestling historian uh, Brian Westcott again, or or maybe they'll put me against uh, Dave Meltzer or 
set me up for failure. But guess what? I ain't doing too bad. I ain't doing too bad at all. But we'll get there. We'll get there in just a matter of moments because we've got some more callers. And guess what, guys? We have all three general managers on hold. And because I am a, a, a gentleman who originates from the South, I am a Floridian. I'm not also Mexican, but that's besides the point. We're going to let the ladies go first. She is not only one of the most loyal members of the WrestleTalk family, one of the most knowledge knowledgeable pro wrestling fans that I know, but she's also the general manager of FWWC Inferno, who didn't do too shabby this past weekend at FWWC Money in the Bank. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Hardcore Sis. Hello there, Night Owl. You know, I got to tell you, being on hold, it was almost boring. I mean, first you bring in the alcoholic king of bullshit, and he does his thing. And then just now, you had on that Mr. Rogers luchador. I mean, ugh. But at least now you've got somebody more interesting and the other well, two Well, Arden Murphy did a, a pretty more. good job, though. I mean, we can agree on that, right? Yeah, he did a pretty good job. I'll, I'll give him that. Okay, fair enough. Well, you know what, sis? Before we get into the FWWC stuff, I got to ask you, from a woman's perspective, how did it feel to you seeing the situation with Becky Lynch? Because we were talking to Ayla. Uh, a.k.a. Fallen, and she said, yeah, it, it's probably got to be extremely bittersweet. You're, you're, you're at the, the epicenter of your career, and then you go from that epicenter to the epicenter of personal life, being married, becoming a mother, becoming a father. What do you think that transition is going to be like for Becky, and how do you think she feels? Uh, you know, I'm sure she's probably a mixture of emotions and of course anyone who knows anything about a pregnant woman the hormones are probably raging but <laughs> you know you kind of have to feel for her on one side because that title was everything to her you know she fought very hard and very long to keep that title and it meant the world it was her baby but then she has an opportunity to do something that every woman would love to do at one point in their lives. Now, I personally have never been able to have a child of my own, but that was, you know, I, I get to baby everybody else's, and when, you know, they get wild, I give them back to mommy and daddy, and then I don't have to deal with the <laughs> hyperness. So I get the best of both worlds in a way. <laughs> but, you know, when you look at the one thing that any woman can do that is one of the greatest accomplishments of any woman's life, it's to become a mother. And Becky Lynch has done what she set out to do in the FW, or I'm sorry, in the WWE. And now she gets to take to being and having that wonderful time. And who, no one says that, you know, in a few years she can come back and we get back to the top again. You know? That's, that's I mean, a how great many times? Point. I mean, we saw. We saw we saw Maurice come back in a very short period of time, not necessarily as an in-ring competitor, uh, but within a year she was back in the WWE. So hopefully we'll see the uh, the return of Becky Lynch, not the man, now the mom. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about it, and nobody's really taken the bait thus far. Before we jump into FWWC business, is Sting no longer under contract with the WWE? Recently tweeting 
directly at AEW, um, specifically the Murder Hawk, Lance Archer, saying, I'm just glad to see you getting a much-deserved opportunity at AEW and at Lance Archer. My question for you, Suze, is this. Sting, in any other promotion besides WCW and WWE, would that make sense? You know, problem with a lot of these guys, you know, and you see it with The Undertaker, you've seen it with Hulk Hogan, sometimes they don't know when to say when, you know. Sting, though, is one of those that's held out over the years. And like you said, he was WCW. When WCW went under, he came to WWE. Now there's a chance for him to move on and further his career. Why not go to, to somewhere like AEW where they could probably use him? You know, I mean, let's let's be honest. He would probably give that promotion a shot in the arm. They would definitely get more exposure because Sting still has a lot of fans that love him and adore him. And Sting is still, even though he's, you know, one of the OGs, he's still one of the best in the business. So why not, you know, why not go to another brand and just further his legacy? Wow, it that just, would be incredibly cool. I would love to see it personally. Josie, I want to have you jump back in here for this uh, because I need your thoughts on it before we move back into the FWWC stuff. And then yeah. the game show challenge, mystery opponent, I got a lot of questions, yeah. but we'll get to that. Josie, your thoughts. Do you think Sting should take another crack at it outside of WWE? Um, I think that if Sting goes to AEW, I think that – he would be uh, kind of like doing what Jake the Snake Roberts is doing. He would be more of a manager. Um, I don't see Sting actually wrestling. Um, but I think that, that, that it, it would definitely be, be cool for him to go to, to AEW. You know, he's been in WCW. He's been in uh, TNA, Impact Wrestling. He's been in the WWE. So, you know... Why not go to AEW and do what Jake the Snake Roberts is, is is doing? And I know that the AEW fanboys would absolutely love it. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jonesy taking his shot. And guess what, guys? We still have a couple of more callers from the FWC to come. And then we're going to get on to this mystery opponent. Again, I know Skywalker and Nightmare are setting me up. But you know what? I'm ready for whoever you want to bring. I don't care if it's some... You know, 65, 70-year-old guy with uh, 90 years of experience in the pro wrestling world. The night elves are backing down from anybody. I am ready for whoever it is. What did you say? What if it's Gahegas? Well, listen, we're not having a fight, okay? We're talking trivia. So even if it's Gahegas, I I, I think I'll be okay. I think I'll be okay. (laughs) You got it. I will. All right, well, well, hardcore sis, well, I appreciate the support. Let's go ahead and get into FWWC business. You don't need me to ask you any questions. You know what you're here to deliver. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor and allow you to deliver that message. Please go ahead. Well, you know, first I want to congratulate Voorhees and Battle Cat on the tag team titles. You fought a tough opponent, and you came out ahead. But you didn't come out. It was a close match. So don't be surprised, you know. Don't. Look over your shoulders. Keep your eyes back there, fellas, because you just never know when Mata may come back for those titles. 
And as far as Battle Cat saying that he put me behind my desk, you know what, Battle Cat, you can say that you kind of put another feather in your cap because you didn't beat just anybody for that title. Three-time hardcore champion and the only woman in this group or anywhere to do that, okay? No other woman has ever held a hardcore title three times. I've done that, okay? I moved that needle. Then you want to talk about other accomplishments? How about the first, the fact that I am the first female GM ever? I set records around here. I move needles, so I am not a slouch. And as far as me staying behind my desk, (laughs) no. You know what? The BOD has said that we GMs can compete when we need to or when we feel the urge, and Hardcore Sis ain't done yet. Even if I don't compete right away and I lay back a little bit and stay, as you put it, behind my desk, I will be back again. I'm going to four-peat on that Hardcore title at some point. I can promise you that. And there are other titles that I will be going for in the future, whether it be this year or next year or the year after. I will be here, and I will hold other titles. So don't think that you won some big thing and you've done something that no one else has done. You can stand up and say, I beat one of the best because that's exactly what I am. Whether anyone wants to admit it. Wow, hardcore sis. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm extremely proud of you. I know you got a lot of criticism for being the hardcore champion, the GM. But, hey, you went one-on-one with one of the best. You gave it your best. You lost. But the hardcore championship is still on Inferno, and that's not bad news for you. My question not at to you is, now Pardon having me? and retaining the FWWC Undisputed Tag Team Championships, you think Inferno is in good shape moving forward through the very battle? You know, I think we're in great shape right now. I really do. I mean, you know, we still have our four original titles still on our brand. They didn't go anywhere at this point. Um, you know, and we may be opening up chances in the near future for shots at those titles. We may keep them on our brand a little bit. You just never know. You know, there's one thing that I do remember as I grew up watching wrestling. One thing that was always said, anything can happen. On any given day, anyone can be beaten. And on any given day, anything can happen. So you just never know what's going to happen. But we at Inferno always bring the heat. And we will always bring the heat. All right. Well, Hardcore Sis, always fun talking with you. You always have a message to deliver. Any final thoughts before we let you go? You know, I just want to say um, I'm very proud of my team, and I always say they make me look good, and they do. My guys always make me look good. So I love my team. They are the best, and we will show it. At the end of this battle, we will be the ones standing in that winner's circle. And as for, you know, Becky Lynch, I wish her and Seth Rollins all the best. I I think that this is a great period of time for them in their lives. They've both done a lot in in the WWE, and I think this is just going to be one more, you know, accomplishment for them. And um, Alberto, man, what are you thinking, son? You know, somebody (laughs) needs to smack you upside your head a few times. And and I think there's only way, there's only one way, Jonesy, to co-sign hardcore sis with that one. Oh, so 
Smith, and we're, we're nearing the end of our time, and we still have two callers remaining, and we're going to give them their time. But according to Skywalker and Nightmare Jones, there's some sort of mystery opponent. Make sure you guys hang tight and continue to listen through blogtalkradio.com forward slash WrestleTalkPodcast. Um, if you were um, a little hung up for whatever reason, uh, don't feel bad. Uh, there's still a way to listen. And, of course, we're still live on Facebook Live. So uh, the WrestleTalk Podcast continues. All that said, let's move on to our next caller. And we're going to go to him first only because his phone bill has got to be going through the roof right now, seeing as he happens to be in a whole nother country. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and bring on the general manager of the Rise brand, the one and only, the Canadian, Mr. Number One. Boom, baby. Boom. The ratings just went up on this episode because the heel deal, Mr. Number One, is live, baby. What's up, you heel? Thank you so much. Thank you so, so, so much for being here. Man, I know you got a lot on your mind. I know you had a great money in the bank. Why don't you tell us all about it, heel deal? Well, you know, I'm I'm here, and... You know, I, 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 all these weeks I don't call in. There's all these people talking crap about the Rise brand. There's, there's Savior Ain't. There's Little T. And where are they tonight? I hope they're listening. Because the Rise brand on Sunday showed why they do it better than all the rest. You had Arden Murphy and El Diablo battle it out for that world title. And in the end, Arden Murphy was victorious, and that's something I'm going to have to deal with because he's going to have to learn to follow my orders on Rise Brand, not caring for Arden Murphy's behavior so far, but that's a separate issue. And then you had the Rise Ring. You had the Rise Ring, and boy, a luchador to Kansas City. What's going to happen now with him having that ring? A lot of questions. But Rise showed why on Sunday we're number one. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm reading through my no-teal deal. One thing, one elephant in the room that needs to be discussed is the whereabouts of El Diablo. El Diablo, who is your first ever FWWC world champion, like went into this weird vortex after he lost the belt to Art Murphy, who called in and had a, a tremendous call earlier. Hopefully you heard it. But he's gone now. So where and, and where... Where did he go, and why did he go there in, in relation to El Diablo? Do you have any information for the listeners of the WrestleTalk podcast tonight? Night, night I wish I, I wish I did. I wish I did. If it was the heel up to the heel deal, the next night we would have righted this whole mess. El Diablo would have had his automatic rematch. And we would have made things right. But ever since the, after the night was over, the first thing I tried to do was find El Diablo. Find him. I searched high. I searched low. Left and right. Up and down. I can't find him. I don't know where he is. And El Diablo, if you can, if you can hear me right now, we need you. Boom, baby. Come on. We need you. We need you. The leprechaun has it. Come back. Come back. We need you, El Diablo. I'm... <laughs> I'm heartbroken <laughs> night owl. I can't take this. I can't, I can't, no, I can't do this anymore. No, it's all right, man. Hang in there, hang in there. Listen, you got a lot of great superstars on your roster, okay? There's no question. So, so your brand is going to be okay. You're talking about Fallen. You're talking about Arden Murphy. Uh, El Diablo is obviously missing, but I'm sure at some point he'll be back. And, and you know what? He'll deal. 
everybody on your brand has done a fantastic job. A little bit earlier, we hold, we heard from El Luchador, and it sounds like he has huge aspirations. Who do you see as an up-and-coming, maybe under-the-radar superstar on your brand that people need to pay attention to? You know what? I, I, at one point, I called him out, and he's been answering the call, and I don't think people are paying enough attention to the resurgence of the last descendant, Julius Cairo. He's coming back up, and people better watch out. I, I'm interested to see what Lucha's going to do with the rise ring. But Julius Cairo, I think if they don't watch out before they know it, snap, he may be the world champion. Wow, there you have it. A lot of, a lot of people are huge fans of Julius Cairo. The only question is, can he be consistent in this battle of rivalry with Luchador to Kansas City? He has been. Heel deal, what have you put in the water, and how did you get Julius Cairo back? I need to know. Hey, the heel deal, he he has that energy. He has that hypeness, and he, you know, he's, I think when I hang him up, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. It's just something something inside me that I don't know what it was, but I spoke to, sat down with Julius Cairo. We had a heart-to-heart, and it's easier when it's family, right? La familia, baby. We speak the same language, and we had a heart-to-heart, and we just got it sorted out, and now sky's the limit, baby. Well, the sky is the limit indeed. Well, listen, before we let you go, Heel Deal, i got to get your thoughts. We've been talking about these topics throughout the night, and, and Josie, I know you can hear me. Uh, Becky Lynch uh, and the pregnancy. Um, the whole deal with AEW, are you watching any AEW heel deal? Do you think they're sacrificing the quality of the wrestling to put over guys like Joey Janela? And what do you think about Sting no longer under contract with WWE? Is it possible that we might see him at another promotion? And if so, would you be okay with a heel deal? What are your thoughts on those topics? Okay, the, the three amigos, here we go. Becky Lynch couldn't be happier for her. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing. She has done a lot for the WWE's women's division, and now this is her time. This is her time, and I think you know when she gets back, she's gonna be bigger than ever. She'll 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 be right she'll be right back where she left off. There, this is not gonna hurt Becky Lynch. It's only gonna make it better for her because now there's gonna be no regret that she gave up something maybe for something else. She kind of will be able to have both things. So this is great. Uh, with with Sting, with Sting, I, I think Sting's one of the greatest. I think Sting may be – we only know our own bodies. And I think if Sting feels safe to step in those ropes or do anything, then he should be allowed to at least try that. I know WWE is probably sometimes a little bit hesitant or cautious, and maybe rightfully so, but I think it would be interesting to see if Sting can still do one more match or be active in some way. So I would think it'd be very interesting to see how AEW utilizes Sting since there's so much kind of, in my opinion, that that sequel to WCW. And then as far as uh, the talent and some of the talent in AEW, I just think at the end of the day, however you want to cut it, slice it, dice it, boom, baby, a wrestler should look like a wrestler. Wow, that is a great point. And uh, real quick, uh, to the homie Albert, Dylan was not able to make it tonight. Uh, we were waiting for him to call in. Uh, clearly, he's run into some issues. 
Uh, we're looking to get a hold of them and kind of figure out what those issues are. But I can assure you that once we sort all that out, we're going to have Bill and Delbar join us on the show here in the very near future. Thank you for being here. Uh, please hit the like button. Please subscribe. Um, we appreciate you being here, but unfortunately, Dylan uh, was not able to make it. He was compromised for some reason or another. Uh, hopefully, he is well. No ill will. We'll reschedule, and we'll bring you that interview as soon as possible as we continue to travel throughout the 50 states. Tonight, as you know, Joe, we talked to um, the great state of Georgia and uh, the great state of Washington, well, Maryland more specifically. But anyway, Heal deals. Before you go, last question. You have now been a general manager for close to two months after being one of the most successful competitors in FWWC history. How do you like it? Me, the heel deal. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's a different challenge. I mean, there there's some new things that have surfaced since the heel deal has gone into this spot that kind of. He's a little he like he like to taste them, but that's for another time, another place. But up until the point of becoming general manager, he had he had conquered a lot of the things that laid in front of him. So he needed a new venture, he needed a new challenge, he needed something different. And you said one of the greatest. So I know everybody in that FWWC locker room is glad they don't have to tangle with Mister Number One. <laughs> Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You're talking about a general manager who not only handles his business behind the desk, but is still one of the best to ever do it in the squared circle. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're only a few minutes away from our WrestleTalk podcast game show challenge. I still have no idea who my mystery opponent is, but guess what? I'm ramping up. I'm ready to go. And when that happens, I promise you the night out is going to give you one hell of an effort. But before we get there, we have one general manager left to speak with, and that is the general manager who led his team to a round one victory, a man who's also been a tag team champion, intercontinental champion, heavyweight champion. I mean, this guy has done it all, and he continues to excel in his new role as infinite general manager. Ladies and gentlemen, Tank Westbrook. Night out. How you doing? Man, I'm good. It's been a great show. I was looking forward to Dylan Dunbar. Obviously, he got compromised. We're going to go ahead and reschedule that. So, no harm, no foul. But guess what? We get an opportunity to talk to you. And apparently, I still have some opponent that's going to try to go one-on-one with the Night Owl tonight. In the well, I got faith in you. So, I'm ready. I'm excited about it. But listen, we still got to talk to you first. So, let's go ahead and get through it, man. Let's start with the professional wrestling stuff. The Sting. Uh, the uh, the AEW stuff, uh, Alberto, Becky Lynch, man, what are your thoughts overall on everything that's going on in the world of pro wrestling right now? What has your attention? Um, all right, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about real, all three of them real quick. Um, Becky Lynch, congratulations. Um, coming from a father um, who has two different children, and uh, seeing the, the, the excitement that she had just, you know, relinquishing the title over to Oscar saying, you go be a warrior, and I'm going to go be a mother. That um, that glow that she had, that that she was just ecstatic. You can tell, truly tell that she was excited and happy to do what she's doing and, and to excel in a new feature of being a mother. So I'm excited for it. I can't wait. You know, give it about 20, 
25 years, you'll be seeing, you know, a little Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, you know, in that ring. Um, so I'm excited about that. Sting, oh, I'm not, I'm not too excited about it actually. Um, I, I, I like him, but I just, I, I think, I, I, if he goes over there, I, I recommend him being like a mentor, manager kind of thing, um, like Jake the Snake Roberts is doing. But I just, I can't see him getting back into that ring. It, it, like he, I think it was Heel Deal who said it. You know, you only everybody knows their own body. So if he, if he thinks he can go, let him go. But I'm not, I'm personally not too excited about it. Um, the Alberto thing. And I'm I'm sorry if I say this, Alberto, you done fudged up. I was excited. <laughs> I was hoping, I was excited to see him possibly try to make a you know comeback in WWE, but after this this incident, dude, you just done fudged up your whole career. So I, I, I mean, you reap what you sow is, is the same old saying I've always heard. You reap what you sow, and you know what? I think there is a. There's one other way to sum all that up. Stupid. 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 Oh, man. Stupid. 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 Why you got to bring in the, the, uh, the uh, snitch, dude? Why you got to bring him in, man? Isn't that your favorite wrestler? Is it, is it the snitch your no, favorite no, wrestler? No, 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 no. There is... No, there is the snitch from... The uh, Dynamo Pro, and then there is the Rat Toad by the name of Takashi Six Nine, who committed the <laughs> ultimate, the ultimate no-no. Everybody knows, you know it. Tank knows it. I know it. No matter what happens to you, the one thing you never do is snitch on somebody. Snitch on snitch. Go. <laughs> well, you know what. That is another topic for another podcast, but but you know what? I can't disagree with you, Nightmare Jones. You never snitch. You never snitch unless the other people are, like, snitching on you. But you know what? We'll talk about that some other time. Tank Westbrook, let's get on to FWWC business. You saw what happened this past weekend. And Infinite had a great weekend at FWWC Money in the Bank. My question to you is, what are you most excited about coming down the road? Because FWC Backlash is only four weeks away. Oh, it's four weeks and two days. So what are you going to do to lead your brand into victory after a great Money in the Bank weekend? All right. First of all, I want to um, say this. You know, Heel Deal, you kind of wasted a uh, briefcase or a mystery box, as you want to call it from round one pick him. He had the opportunity to come steal one of my med card titles and he lost. His KOB superstar. Yeah, KOB retained. But he sent Fallen from his he, he, he well sent done. Well done. And he lost. His own superstar made his team not rise, made them fall. So what else do I have going on for the Infinite brand, let's see, you know, we have a lot of matches going on. Starting next Monday through uh, June 5th, we will be doing a little tournament between all of the superstars that are currently able to go for titles. 
unlike Graham, who's the European champion, KOB, who's the Intercontinental champion, and Flunky, who retained his hybrid television championship last night. See, the rest will be able to – we're going to be going through a tournament called the most points scored. See, I'm going to keep points all the way through to every single challenge. The top scorer will become the new number one contender for the Intercontinental title at Backlash. Spots number two wow. and number three, spots number nice. two and three, will be fighting at Backlash because the European Championship will not be defended. But spots two and three will fight at Backlash with the special guest referee, Daniel Grimm, who is the current FWC European Champion. The winner of that match will become the number one contender for the European Championship. Then spot number four will be the number one contender at Backlash for the Hybrid Television Championship. Not only that, we'll be having the Warriors Heart Championship match, so that'll be facing Savior Saint, somebody from my my brand. You'll have two from Rise, and you'll have two from Inferno. But not only that, we'll also possibly be doing the Spartans Heart Championship from one member of my brand, one member from Inferno, one from in the current champion, Arden Murphy, on Rise. So, we got wow. some thinking to do. You guys but got a lot coming that, up. That's awesome. Yeah, I do. I do have a um, some special news. Um, can I can I possibly get can I release it and can I get the drop if possible? Well, of course, you know how we do on the Wrestle Talk podcast, baby. Here it is. My first entrant, of course, for the Warriors are champion will be Savior Saint. My second entrant, I've already made made it to a determination because KOB determined that he does not want to cash in his bleached golden ticket yet. But we will be having none other than the brick wall, James Butkus, going into the Warriors Heart Championship match. See, this, this fella has beaten Savior Saint twice in a one-on-one competition. So, you know, in my eyes, if you can beat him in a one-on-one competition that's not for the title, you deserve, you have that heart, you have that passion, you have that love, you have everything for that match. So congratulations to the brick wall, James Buckus, for being named my second entrant to the Warriors Heart Championship match at FWWC Backlash. James Buckus. 
Why wouldn't I be? The dude's an absolute well, beast. There you, yeah, he is. He is a beast, and and I'm kind of surprised that you guys are getting along with somebody who isn't in La Familia. But Gene Buckets has always been pretty neutral, so. Credit to him for that. Well, Tank Westbrook, before we let you go, we want to do what we do with everybody else and give you an opportunity to give us your final thoughts for the night, man. What what do you want to share uh, with the members of the Wrestle Talk podcast or the FWWC before we let you go? To the Inferno brand. To the Rise brand. <clears throat> for Infinite Brand. Be ready. Woo, I love the heat, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? That's only a preheat. Because up next is tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, where you're true you're truly the night owl. That's a night with a K. Night owl with a K. Night with a K. Goes mm-hmm. up against a mystery opponent. And they could have picked yes. anybody in the world and a lot of amazing contacts. So I'm uh-huh. figuring that they pick some I'm figuring that they pick some expert Jonesy. You guys pick somebody who's been doing this for a long time, maybe John Cosper or Greg Oliver or somebody along those lines. But you know what? It doesn't really matter how many years of experience in the business this guy has. The Night Owl is ready. You go ahead and line him up, and I'm going to go ahead and knock him down. So let's go ahead and get the Game Show Challenge out of the way so we can close out episode 297 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. So, Night Owl, who, who, who would you think – that we've had lined up for you for this uh, game show challenge. Who would you think? Nightmare Jones, I've given you, I've given you at least seven different examples of who I think you might have set me up with. Of course, you went with some subject matter expert every single time mm-hmm. that you want to talk about something, right? Like you're like, oh hey, Night Owl, let's go ahead and do trivia about uh, uh, Kentucky, and then you bring on the guy who authored Blue, Bluegrass Brawlers. Right? Or you say, hey, Ray, let's, uh, let's do a trivia challenge uh, about uh, the history of wrestling in the state of Missouri. And then you bring on Brian Kelly. Like, come on, man. I know you're setting me up. Huh? I know you want me to lose. So let's go ahead and get on with it already. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know, me and uh, uh, Sky Walker Roberts, we looked far, we looked wide, and there was only one person that we could bring on pose a challenge to the night owl. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Renee, the night owl's good friend, the one and only Drake Lee. Did you miss me, Renee? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you might as well hold on. on the snitch. Oh, you hold on. Well no, you, can't just, you can't have me wait on hold for 30 minutes and not let me get, get what I got to get off my chest out, okay? So before you get your panties in a bunch, hold on. 20, <laughs> 29 minutes, Renee. 20, 29 minutes on hold for what? To be bored. I kicked out the people renovating my throne room for my broadcast next week, kicked them out and told them to come back tomorrow. Just to help, just to be ready, and look what happens 30 minutes later. Well, listen, Drake, I, listen, I'm very happy that we were able to, 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 to get you on, considering your busy schedule, but the FWWC and the High Spot segment were extremely highly rated. We've got tons of people still 
was the biggest bore of my life. I literally had to have one of my assistants come wake me up every five minutes. It was that bad. I mean, seriously, this is, here's some of my notes. Infinity. Team Infinity is infinity times as boring as uh, Rise was. And then don't get me to Mr. Heel Man over there. Jeez Louise. I mean, come <laughs> on. You're going to make me sit on hold for 30 minutes, and I get, ooh, I get the heel deal. Seriously? Well, he's, not, he's a resident Canadian. He's a resident Canadian. Like, you're you're, okay. you're discriminating well, against Canada with that statement, Drakely. I just want you to know that. I'm a resident winner, and I had to wait 30 minutes. Not just to whoop your butt. All right. Oh, oh. Tough talk from the pretty boy. You know what? I've had about enough of these shenanigans. Drake Lee, I'm ready to go. Nightmare Jones, let's go ahead and kick off tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. I'm ready to make waste of this loser. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are the night owl named Martinez and the one and only, the great, the master, Drake Lee. And if oh, you I love you, Nightmare. Being brilliant and amazing in every damn way. Okay, I'll give it to you. Joe, Joe, wait a minute. Joe, let me give the man his props. He says he's the master. I'll give him this. He is the master Bader. All right, let's go ahead and move on with the comments. Oh, wow. Wow. Jesus, Del Rio. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer to the question, just shout out your answer. The first question to win two falls will win tonight's Game Show Challenge. Tonight's Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is titled Awarded. I will give you information about three famous wrestlers who were awarded championships for one reason or another instead of competing in a regular match. When you think you know who I'm talking about, just shout out your answer. So, for instance, if I were to say, in the last year... One of the most talked about professional wrestling championships has been the WWE 24-7 Championship. Since May, since May 20th, 2019, this championship has had 96 champions. The first champion, often known for sliding under the ring on his way to the oh, oh, ring. On his Titus, way to the Titus, ring. Titus O'Neil would be correct. Drake Lee would have gotten that point. So now that you gentlemen understand the rules and how it's going to go, are you gentlemen ready? Hey, before no, no. we begin, I'm not ready. I'm just I'm glad that I'm, uh, I'm glad we could. Well, what's new? I'm not. I'm not ready. So, so these topics are relating to what nightmare, Jones? Because I heard you mumble through that like a kindergartner. Can you say that one more time? Oh, they are. It's it's about people that have won championships that had been handed to them, that they didn't win it in a match. That's what okay, it is. Okay, fair enough. That's let's go. I'm ready. Okay, right. let's do it. Are you Question sure? Question number one. Shut up, Drake. This wrestler 
and 2019 Hall of Famer has won an impressive 22 combined championships in the WWF slash WWE. On September 2nd, on Monday Night Raw, he was awarded the Heavyweight Championship by Eric Bischoff. In recent years, Rick he has Blair. gone on. Nope. In recent years, he has gone on to such executive roles as executive, senior advisor, executive vice president of talent, live event. Triple H is correct. Drake Lee has gotten the first. Oh my God! I'm just warming my hand up, getting ready to thank Renee around. Oh, shut right. your mouth, Drake Lee. This ain't over by a long shot. Question number two. All right, this, before his 2009 Hall of of Fame, he became one of the most recognizable faces in the history of WWF slash WWE. He was awarded the WCW United States Championship at WCW Football. Steve Austin is correct. Drake Lee has won the WrestleMania Show Challenge. We've got one more question, so... Well, wait, wait, before we move on, get swept out. hey, listen, before we move on, I'd like to share my thoughts at this very moment. Fucking bullshit! <laughs> okay, what do you expect? What do you expect when I came on? It was going to be oh, a few hours to begin you with. Set me up. You always set me up. Question number oh, okay. Alright, here you go. This wrestler was known as one of the most recognizable competitors in the original ECW. He held the UWF World Television Championship, the XPW World Heavyweight Championship, the WCW Hardcore, the WCW United States, the NWA slash WCW Tag Team Championship. Nope. Most people don't remember this man was awarded the the WWF Intercontinental Championship on October 22nd, due to the Very attack, fun. no, due to the attack outside the ring on the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, most of these people didn't know him. No, Marty Jannetty. Most, no, most wrestling fans would know him from winning and throwing down the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Shane Douglas. Think of the franchise. Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas is correct. The night Dude, I oh my God! Just thanking them. Podcast, show night out. I don't think this is something that you're never going to be able to live down. I think that <laughs> that uh, Drake Lee is probably going to remember this for the rest of his life, and every time he comes on, his greatest he's probably accomplishment gonna, in his whole life. He's greatest lifetime accomplishment for Drake Lee. He's probably oh, going to Did Luke Roberts team. write that line for you? You know what? Don't you talk about Skywalker like that. Not on this show, Drake Lee. All right, Drake Lee, here's your song, sir. Yeah. Yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. What a it's okay, Drake Lee. It's okay, Drake Lee, because we do have music for Renee. So, Renee, of course, here is your, your song. I just want to say this, okay? I just want to say this. They switched my opponent at the last second. I had a hard day. I got a teenage daughter. I got a, they, they're crazy. They do all kinds of crazy stuff. Don't even talk to me. I had another opponent, and then they switched it. 
and, and it's been really like cold in the Midwest. I'm ready for the pool to open, and it's just been really hard today. Okay, so just have some sympathy on me, okay, please. <laughs> oh my God, did Rodell rehearse that for you? That sounds like his whining. You will not talk about big, sexy Chris Rodell or Skywalker Luke Roberts in my presence. Greg Lee, don't make me drive to your fancy estate somewhere and take <laughs> no, no, your ass no, no, in person no. and take your off in my <laughs> Give Renee some baby aspirin and calm him down. <laughs> I don't think that baby aspirin would work. I'm thinking more, more lines of my doll. Okay. <laughs> and I'll do hey, my you know, take, take us out on your words of wisdom. But uh, I uh, just got this to say next week, live from my throne room, had to push back uh, construction a couple of days, and uh, it's starting to take a little bit longer. I will be addressing the horrible things of that terrible guy, Fred Flo, you had him on, uh, about my TJ Maxx stuff, ridiculous. We're going to be addressing those terrible rumors, and we're going to get forward and move forward out of this. This fake news has got to stop. Fake news has got to stop. One last thing, Drake, before we go and let Jonesy, close out the show. How do people follow you on social media? Oh, they can follow me anywhere. TikTok, Facebook, every social media platform you can think of. Drake Lee, D. Lee, DPW is my username for most things. If not, just search Drake Lee and my beautiful face with my beautiful suits that only I can afford will be there. And you can even actually see some of my precious estate on some of these videos, behind-the-scenes stuff with staff, all the things that make Drake Lee dress commentator and all of professional wrestling. Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Not a dime. <laughs> Who is that drop at that time? I'm, I'm gonna say I don't say I'm not saying I agree, but that timing was just never drew know. a dime. Not a dime. Not a dime. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nightmare Jones closed us out, baby. It's been a good one. Thank you, Drake. Thank you, everybody. I'm humbled mm-hmm. uh, to be your servant. Thank you guys so much, man. Appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. It's been an absolute great time, ladies and gentlemen. It's been awesome. We promised that we would get Dylan Dunbar on again. Uh, you know, he had some issues. So, don't worry. We will get him back on. Uh, man, I just... Hey, Josie. What? Yeah. Josie. 
do we do we have the new Vincenity song? Do we have the new new one that Heaven's Demons, or do we still just have the guts? Yes, we do have the new one. If that's what you want to hear. Right. Hey, I'm down with that. But you know what? You know what we haven't heard in a long time? The Ricky the Dragon Steamboat spot. Let's hit that. And you know what? You can play whatever you want, Nightmare Jones. I was just wondering if we had it or not. Thank you, everybody. Episode 297, without a question, another classic. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Check out all our sponsors. They're good people. And you know what? We'll be back next Tuesday, same time, same place. Love y'all. Grace and peace. Adios. Hey, wrestling fans, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat talking at you, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Baby, I'm gon' get you right. Baby, 